Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Trevor Harrison, Mark Brooks, Stuart Imminent, David Lafuente, Takeshi Miyazawa, Rafa Sandoval, Sarah Pacelli, Chris Somney, Joel Jones, Jamie McKelvey, Scotty Young, Gabriel Hardman, Brian Hitch, Lee Garbett, Steve Kurth, Eric Nguyen, Carlo Pagulian, Salvador Roca, Clayton Crane, Luke Ross, Billy Tan, Rich, Mitch Breitweiser, Dave Marquez, Pepe Larraz, David Messina, and Nico Leones. Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, this week, we are tackling Volume 2 of Spider-Man from 2016, aka Spider-Man Miles Morales, as it has been collected in several different collections. Uh, this is uh, this is issues six through eleven of the of that series, and um, this is this is a wild one, folks, because this happened alongside another big event that was rocking the Marvel universe at the time. But before we get into that, all of that, I am your host. Uh, I am the sensational Eric Kazana, and I'm joined by the only two people who I would trust to keep me safe after an inhuman had a vision of me brutally killing America's favorite superhero. First off, he's arguing for a Minority Report. It's Malcolm Russell Nelson. Listen, it's a good idea. If you know somebody who's going to do a crime, you lock them up before they do the crime. It makes sense, right? It's totally not profiling. And we're also joined by the man who believes pretty much the opposite and is willing to burn every bridge he has to prove it. It's Jacob Brown. Hey, hey, listen to me. I'm going to tell you right now. There's a possibility of all sorts of futures out there. Come on. Now, there's a possibility of all those futures. I don't care who you are. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. I don't, I'm burning your bridge right now. I'm burning. I'm pushing gasoline and lighting that match right here. Oh, man, that bridge is gone. I don't care because that's a future. See, you didn't predict that. You didn't predict that I was going to do that, did you? Did you? You didn't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that for your future. I can't stop thinking about Charlie Day as Tony Stark. <laughs> it's a really good idea. <laughs> Let me tell you. Pepe Sylvia, like I, I don't even know where it goes. In. Dude, straight up, Tony Stark is Pepe Sylvia in Pepe Sylvia. He is, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Okay, no, you Ulysses is the Pepe Sylvia, but Charlie Day yes. is Tony Stark yeah. in some but Charlie Day is He's Tony got like Stark. the strings, and he's like, but we don't know about the futures. <laughs> we don't know. We just know what this guy says. That's the thing you got to understand, Frank, because I'm a little bit of a futurist. <laughs> <laughs> I need yeah. to hear Charlie Day say that specific quote. <laughs> and I will be able to die happy. I think he'd be a really good Tony Stark. He would just be uh, his character in Pacific Rim. But yes! it would be awesome. Yes. It's exactly <laughs> And it. then it would lead to Pacific Rim, too, and it'd be even better. <laughs> I need Incredible. It. I need I. He actually would have made a really interesting Bruce Banner, but yes, I yes. I love Ooh. the idea of just man. Well, that's I mean that's him Tony and Burn Stark. Gorman in Pacific Rim. It's Tony yes. and and Bruce Banner. Bruce Burn Banner, Gorman would yeah. totally oh, be so Bruce right. Banner. You're so right. That's oh, it. He would have rocked that. Too. He would have fucking rocked that. So <laughs> actually, he would have been to really Torchwood. Good. Shout so out to Torchwood. Shout I was out. Introduced to him. Oh, yeah. Yes. 
Love Fucking love show. Torchwood. Hell yeah. So uh, but yeah, we're talking about Ultimate Spider-Man, specifically issues 6 through 11, that's happening alongside Civil War 2. 2. Uh, Minority Report Boogaloo. Uh, this yep. took all of the yeah. lessons that we learned after Civil War 1 and applied none of them. Red Bull. <laughs> and because he is the most selfless among us and our amazing friends malcolm took the time to read all eight issues of civil war Two alongside the issues that we read this week malcolm can you give us in 30 seconds or less the oh, basic premise not the whole event but the basic premise of civil war Two? Okay, I'm going to grab a stop. Okay, I was just about to grab a stopwatch. I was going to time it. I'll I'll time it right now. 30 seconds. 30 seconds seconds on the clock. You're ready? Wait, because I want to have it too. Okay, ready? Ready? Set. Go. Go. Okay, so Civil War II. There's an Inhuman, because this is right around the time that the Inhumans uh, have the Terrigen Mist spreading across, the giant Terrigen fart cloud spreading across the Earth. So this Inhuman pops up. His name is Ulysses, and he has the ability to see the future. He has these very strong visceral visions as see the future. So he gives the superheroes a heads up about this giant celestial that's coming down to Earth. Ten seconds. The heroes are able to stop him, and it kicks off this entire war where Tony Stark says, okay, well, we can't use him, and Carol says we need to use him. That's Civil War II. It's a kerfuffle time excellent thank you malcolm that is pretty much everything you need to know uh there is civil war 2 is drawn by dave marquez who we love from the show it is a gorgeous book it's a beautiful looking book beautiful gorgeous book there is some best looking book book. that you don't need to read ever (laughs) (laughs) there are some gorgeous spreads in that series Holy moly. Specifically that we will be talking about later on here. That shows uh, up in this, right? It shows up in this, and I was yeah. so shocked. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. That's that's cool that they did that. But I do remember specifically reading this at the time and being completely just having no idea what was happening at any given time. Because I was not what you would call a Captain Marvel head at the time. Um, I was super into Carol taking up the Captain Marvel role. I thought it was a great, mm-hmm. great shout. Best and choice. Then, best choice. Uh, second then, best choice. Uh, Monica. They de- mm, Yeah, you're right. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm, That's I'm, the st- thing. I'm still a little bummed that she's going with Photon and not Spectrum. I uh, yeah, I feel a better name. I think Spectrums feels like an evolution as opposed right. to going back to Photon. Photon. Um, that said, that costume is fucking dope as fuck. Give me a Marvel Legends of that, you absolute cowards. Uh, go read <laughs> Photon number one. Uh, great book. Dropped. Great book. Great, great book. book. Keep reading it. Uh, but yeah, at this time, we have this thing going on. The Inhumans, as Malcolm mentioned, uh, are the are the new hotness currently because yeah. the Fantastic Four and the X-Men are dead because they are owned by Fox. Yeah, so <laughs> let's make the Inhumans happen. Uh, as for the fart cloud, maybe one day we'll figure out what the deal is with that. Maybe one day. Maybe, maybe one, one day. day. 
maybe one day we'll find out what happened in death of x if you would like to make us read death of x stop let no. us know no let us know we're not reading death of x tell fuck me that. because i will subject them to reading death of x oh no, fuck that another gorgeous book to, to another gorgeous book aaron cooter aaron cooter art Ugh. chef's kiss man does he draw that x costume cyclops too so good. oh i so he good. needed a whole series of him just drawing that but death of x is a butthole <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so civil war 2 is going on so it is affecting pretty much every book in marvel at this point and miles morales is no exception especially because later on in the event he becomes basically the main player yep and of the back half he is the main yeah. he is the main focus of the back half which i think is amazing considering that they just brought him into the mainline marvel universe and they already put him at the center of the first event post secret wars it's not a great event but i do like that that this is their big you know year event and they're like we want to put him front and center I half like it and half don't, but we'll I, get into the yeah. specifics later. We will. We will. We're going to be talking about all of that. Uh, I have a feeling I know what your problem is, but yeah, I feel like you do. I do like the fact that he is involved so heavily. That's true. And I mean, he's I, an Avenger at this point. He is. And if I remember correctly, the cliffhanger for issue six is fucking phenomenal of uh of civil war two yes that's him standing on the steps yes I, yeah oh i remember reading it, it's that a just great great page, as fuck. great as fuck. page of dave marquez drawing uh uh drawing miles morales on the capitol steps beautiful, yeah. beautiful page. And, and all of issue seven i think is a great issue as well uh, i, I think correctly. there's there is a lot of things after having reread it it's not terrible <laughs> it's just that it's mostly unnecessary and it feels yeah. like it should have just been a story in the Avengers book without totally. having a bunch of tie-ins and stuff. Totally agree. It, it's it's very much a fear itself thing where fear itself. I don't know if you guys oh, know the that thing only was, needed to be a Thor thing. That That's the thing. Fear itself was originally going to be a Thor and Captain America yeah. crossover because both movies were coming out that summer. Yeah, okay. But then they bur they told turned it into a giant event and it doesn't work. Yeah. It works way better as a Thor and Captain America crossover. <laughs> yeah, we we unfortunately didn't have the time to include it in the Days of Thunder, but uh, yeah, Fear itself is a is a fun idea. But yeah. The execution was really poor, just like I think poor. Civil War Two. That's exactly. The idea I think Civil War Two has a lot of interesting ideas. It didn't need to be called Civil War. No, it and did it could have just been an Avengers story that happened in the main Avengers book. Yeah. And they didn't need to vilify their most popular female character. Yeah, boy, did <laughs> for, for like six years. Poor Carol <laughs> Danvers, who will never be wow. able to shake the the stink. Of I I think Kelly Thompson has done a really great job of getting that stink off of her. I think she has done everything humanly possible, <laughs> but those she, panels. She's a lot still less fascist. That's uh, those changes still exist and they will always exist. Tony, I forgive you. <laughs> Just the dumbest fucking thing. I swear to God. Though, again, Dave Marquez can draw a hell of a Captain Marvel. 
Jesus, he does. He God does. God damn. And with the he short does. hair, too. That's the thing. That costume was really good because it was like the slightly mm. redesigned costume with the yep. cool boots. And like, it, okay. Dave Marquez can fucking draw, man. God but damn, Dave Marquez can draw. He can draw. But speaking of great art, this uh, volume is mostly Nico, Nico Leone. Yeah. We have not had in the series yet. And I like it. It's just close enough to Pacelli's style that there yeah. isn't a lot of dissonance. But you can definitely tell it's a different artist as well. It's like Pacelli with more cartooning. Yes, 100%. Yeah. This is, this is definitely, Malcolm mentioned it last week, the, uh, the, the cartoonification of Ultimate Spider-Man with the effects of the Ultimate Spider-Man yes. cartoon bleeding into the uh into the comic and thankfully there's literally none of that here which Thank is because uh, that'd be so weird to have you know <laughs> you imagine just chibi spider-man they they're like yeah i had a vision and just chibi spider-man stabbing through chibi captain america on the steps. <laughs> he's like so bad funny. i don't know it'd be pretty funny y- you know what? I, the I, I talk myself around it that would be incredible <laughs> Maybe I would like that. I don't know. <laughs> we we we've had a complete one eighty on this. Never yeah. mind. Bring back I, the chibi stuff. It's actually the best thing ever. That's so weird. <laughs> Having Captain Mar- Chibi Captain Marvel punching through Chibi Iron Man. <laughs> yes, please, Tony. I forgive you. He didn't need to be forgiven. All right, let's get nope. into this. So, Chapter Six kicks up at Brooklyn Visions Academy and everybody's kind of settling into their new dynamic with Miles, Genki, and Gold Balls! His balls are gold, y'all. His balls be gold as fuck. A.K.A. Fabio. I also just love that his name is Fabio. Me too. I really love that. (laughs) Uh, Fabio is settling right into the little uh, triumvirate the tripod, if you will, of these the three. Tripod. And you see as they're kind of getting settled in their life, they are being watched by none other than Jessica Jones. Private investigator Jessica Jones, who gives us one of the only redeeming scenes of the principal at Brooklyn Visions Academy. This is kind of dope as fuck. It's dope yeah. as fuck, because Jessica is across the street. She's got her camera up. She's watching Miles. And then all of a sudden, the principal, who we have been bagging on since she popped up, just suddenly shows up. She's like, can I help you? Hi. Was- Do you need something? What is your name? I'm talking to you. And Jessica fucking freaks out and just drives away. Real good shit. Real good shit. I I kind of have a feeling that she might have a Suntress Redemption story in her. I don't (laughs) know this for a fact. That's interesting because this was where I noticed, boy, they really made her look like John Suntress. It is odd. I wonder if that it's was a little strange. <laughs> is, is is John Centris married? No. Okay. Because I was gonna say if this was like his wife or something, that would be if this really is Mrs. Centris. That'd be really sweet. No, no. He, I kind of thought I kind of thought this was like the German ambassador. Uh, what's her face? Like uh, <laughs> yeah, she kind of reminded me the way she looks like. The way she, the wait, principal wait, is wait, wrong. What? Wait, the principal, the German prime minister. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something, uh, the the something the, May the, I think is her I, name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna Google that right now. Meryl, something I don't know. 
Meryl <laughs> Streep. Yes, exactly. Uh, Angela Merkel. Not even close. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Angela. Hold on. Wait a second. You know what? She kind does, of does look like does. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, tell, I'm telling you. You're he welcome. does look like Angela Merkel. Holy hell. Yeah, she is, she is now Merkel. Principal Merkel. That is yes. All right, she's Principal Merkel. There you go. She's You're now welcome. Principal Merkel. Wow, she wasn't crazy. Really does have That's Merkel crazy. Yes, that is kind of crazy. Can you imagine just like, can I help you? Can I help you? <laughs> I'm the principal of this school. What is your name? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm talking to you. If I see you here again, I'm calling. I'm going to call the cops. Last volume when she's all like, "You, we are all very sympathetic to the situation with your father." <laughs> that that school is run with military precision, and it's all because of Principal Merkel. She's secretly like the Miss Trumbull. <laughs> the, the security people are like the security people are running in their day. Did you get the place, Monfia? And they're like, No, it wasn't one. It's like you can call the cops, and because of that, and it's like, Yeah, yeah, we have to do that. Yeah, oh, that's what no. we want. That is weird. Already happening. <laughs> All right, I've come around on the principal. I think she's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we have now done two complete We've 180s. We've done two 180s this episode. <laughs> Let's see Who knows? By the end of this, we might love Civil War 2. We might love Civil War 2. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, the sky is the limit here with uh, Principal Merkel and the Von Trapp Academy. <laughs> <laughs> with the black spider posters. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we cut to... Uh, New York's hottest couple, Rio Morales and Jefferson Davis. Guys, let's we're going. We're going under. We're Here going we go. Under. It's time for the podcast oh. and the podcast known as Under the Belt with Malcolm Russell Nelson. Can I tell you, if there was a couple in comics of any of the comics that we've read for this show that I would like to be sandwiched in between, <laughs> it's Rio Morales and Jefferson Davis. I would love there's, to be their third. A if they called me up right now to be their third, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, hey, look, we know you've been uh, covering our comic book and we really like your vibe. We really like your vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, tell Jefferson to start growing that beard. I'm on my way. <laughs> he would have it grown out by the time you got there. I'd be That's in, bro. <laughs> so they're they a hot are, ass couple. They are a hot ass couple. They are having a little uh, coffee date over at the Coffee Bean, which mm. let's say this now. I live in Los Angeles. I recognize that these are probably not the same thing. But the fact that my local coffee spot that I go to is also the Coffee Bean. Is it a Coffee Bean? Really? Coffee bean. I live two blocks away from a Coffee Bean. Does That's Harry Osborne run it? No, because he bought a coffee bean. He actually bought the one that's closer to the mall. I, oh, okay. I go to the one that's more in the uh, in the neighborhood. Okay, I like that. Where's but, uh, the coffee bean in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that just rhymed in my head. That was I, perfect. <laughs> he's he's got a he's got sound of music on the brain now. He's like exactly I have to create songs out of all of this. This is show two. Civil War two was alive. <laughs> With the sound I, of I just, Marvel. I, I just want like the 
the good night song just juxtaposed with all the people who die in civil war ii <laughs> so long that's the, uh, farewell that's the, <laughs> that's <laughs> what they play at the uh, at the oscars for the, like, oh no <laughs> the in memoriam oh, but it's the in memoriam no. for marvel characters that <laughs> So oh. they're having a uh, they're having a nice little <laughs> coffee date, and I know we've said it before, we've said it so many times that it you know it it might all sound like white noise, but it bears repeating. Rio Morales is a baddie, mm. absolute baddie. I have a real problem with it, to be honest. <laughs> Specifically, this bottom left panel. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a the problem. Finger, right? It's a yeah. problem. It's a real problem. It's a real ass problem. <laughs> uh, but just then, they are interrupted by the appearance of one of the, I'm going to call them, new amazing friends. Sam yeah. Alexander Nova, who I love and cherish. I love and adore yeah. that stupid bucket-headed kid. He has real ultimate Bobby energy. So, yeah. You're Boy, right. doesn't he just. You're right. They are the new yeah. amazing friends. That is an excellent poll. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, his avenging friends. Oh, hey. Hey. Avengers. Yeah. Jacob, can you can you say my name is Sam Alexander and I'm the wielder of the Nova Force in the Bobby voice? (laughs) 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 He can't even do it. You read it my head. Okay, wait. Say it again. Say it again. Uh, my name is Sam Alexander, and I'm the wielder of the Nova Force. My name is Sam William Wilson Alexander, and I'm the new Nova Force. <laughs> hey, hey, guess what? I just got back from the Nova Corps. <laughs> guess what that guy? I want to put a gun rack on my back. Bobby, do you have any idea how long I've waited for you to tell me that? <laughs> the, the, the idea... That, that's Richard Ryder. That is Dick Ryder <laughs> as Hank Hill. I was thinking about the idea that Sam Alexander's been looking for his dad, who's just Hank Hill this entire time, is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Hank Hill being the first, like, Black Nova is so funny. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's a great idea. (laughs) So, So, (laughs) uh, Jefferson is still showing uh, a little bit of disdain for the superheroes, though he has softened a bit now that he knows his son is one. And speaking of his son, we cut back to the dorm where Miles and Gank here just having issues. They're just... Ganky's in a again, in a weird spot. I don't like where he's at. We do get something later on that helps out a lot, but as of right now, in this mm-hmm. moment... He's still last volume Ganky, and that is not a great place to be. Mm-hmm. Being a bit and, of a dick. Bit of a dick, yeah. to be completely honest. Bit of a dick. And, and then he's even, a dick when Miles brings up the thing, which is weird. Like, that's a dick <laughs> reaction. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, I don't know. There's, yeah. Ganky's just this, not, not in a good place. It's been a steady decline, yeah, with Ganky here. Yeah, poor, poor Ganks. Poor but Ganks. thankfully, Fabio is there to kind of mitigate things here and there. Fabio's yeah. cool. 
Five is a good dude. It's a good dude. So Miles goes out uh, on patrol that night and comes across Iron Man in quite possibly my second favorite Iron Man suit. It is so good. It is clean as fuck. That suit is clean as fuck, dude. The glint. I, I have a very specific nostalgic bias towards the Silver Centurion armor. I understand. But this is just right fucking up there. This is the coolest suit. It's, it's so, so good. good. Again, Dave Marquez alone. was drawing the yeah. Invincible Iron Man book, but oh, they do this suit. So great. Oh, yeah. That five issues that he drew were fucking incredible looking. That I just love cool. the angled faceplate. I don't the know angles. what it is. Yeah, the angles on it are so cool. Like how it's so angular and sleek yeah. is so cool. Incredibly I love sleek, but I love all the segments. Like, yeah, it's so sick looking. Such it's a great cool. design. It's a great design. I wish that it stuck around longer. And I wish that Riri in that design stuck around longer. Totally fucking agree. Because that's the only Ironheart suit that she should be fucking wearing. Because totally the other one is agree. fucking atrocious. I disagree on that one. But this one is so far above that one. Far superior. It's such mm. a sick look. But yeah, so Tony is there to talk to Miles because Civil War Two is happening, and I need to tell you what's going on in Civil War Two. And he's basically there to tell Miles, "Look, you're an Avenger," and in so many words, he's he's basically saying, "I expect you to be on my team, my guy. I expect yeah. you to be in the trenches with me, yeah, because this is a problem." And he explains everything that's going on to uh, to Miles, and Miles is like, "Okay, look, I need I need to think about this. I get everything that's going on, but I I need to think about this." And the part that breaks my heart is Tony's like, "All right, take your time," and he goes, "Kid, honestly, I was hoping you'd show me something about this that I haven't considered, something a less cynical view of the world would allow." And it's almost like he feels let down that Miles even is like, there's a lot of gray area with this. Yeah. Because the whole thing about Ulysses, yes, his visions do predict a future. A future. But it's mm-hmm. not always the future. Yes. And the fact that there are, and it's shown in Civil War Two and in the lead up to Civil War Two that there are a couple times where he does get it wrong. Yes, mm-hmm. there, there are things Tony constantly is bringing up in Civil War Two, and even brings up a little bit here that, like, you know, the way that people see things is all based off of bias. Correct. So the way that he is viewing these possible futures is also based off of bias. Yep. And so that's that's what makes it profiling, to which leads to the really bit, great bit where Miles is like, "Did you bring up that it's profiling because you know I'm not white?" And he's like, no, that didn't factor into it at all. That's just <laughs> what this is, which is kind of awesome. <laughs> uh, and it's it's so interesting to me, too, because it's like this is 100% one of those moments where if it genuinely, and I'd say this without any, like, any irony or not even trying to be, uh, like, I'm not trying to do a bit with this. Like, if this event and this specific perspective of Tony came out in the 2020s, everyone would be like, fucking woke Tony Stark. Like, yeah. this is bullshit. Oh, if this came out a year after fucking... Sure. I mean, 
Civil War 100%. two happens in 2016. If this came out in 2017, yeah, yeah in the era right. of that president, that's yeah. absolutely what the reaction would be. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> be like true. woke is broke, Tony Stark. <laughs> Take Bendis off of Tony Stark. He doesn't. <laughs> he's ruining our favorite character. <laughs> I miss when Tony I'm Stark wasn't back, political. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what they would so we cut back to the next day miles is talking to his dad about it and jefferson has a different thing that he needs to talk to miles about because he's like look man your mom at some point is going to need to know what's going on because we all need to be on the same team yeah and this is going to be a bigger problem the longer you hold on to it Speaking of Rio Morales, we cut to a room full of baddies with Rio Morales and Jessica Jones because Rio has arrived at Alias Investigations to try and pay off Jessica to stop her investigation into her son. This is kind of the coolest fucking thing. That's kind of really cool. It's so cool. She's like, how much does it take for you to go away? Jessica's like, well, that's a first. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> She's like, oh, you you want to pay me money? Oh, <laughs> shit. But Jessica sticks to her guns. She's like, no, that's this is my job. This, this is like, all I am is my word. And if like, if word gets out that, oh, I took a bribe to wrap up an investigation, like that's me, that's done. And I love the integrity that she shows with it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Though she does accidentally hint to Rio that she knows something. That there is something going on that Rio does not know about. Chapter 7. We pick up basically in the the new Batman adventures where Miles wakes up in media res during during what is that? What is that episode? Uh, 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 um, oh my god, why can't I think of the name of the episode? episode. Why can't Jesus? I should know that episode of the show. I did nothing breaks, something no over the edge, over the edge. 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 Thank you. Uh, Miles wakes up in the middle of over the edge and he finds himself, you know, costume torn in the middle of a fucking crater. All the Avengers are dead and standing over everyone is Bane. Oh, yes. Is Bane about to throw the bat signal at him and then he's, he's about to throw the bat signal the, at the Commissioner Gordon? Building. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Miles, Miles, you were gassed by Scarecrow. <laughs> it all felt so real. Uh, but yeah, specifically, we see this terrifying vision of the Hulk. With uh, a hero in each hand, a broken Peter, and a ripped in half Tony Stark. Ripped in half Tony Stark is a really fucked up thing. (laughs) Yeah, like that's amazing. But even more so fucked up, Hulk is uh, buck-ass naked in the middle of the street. He looks really buff and like really proportionate. Because Hulk usually is like really squat on top and really like squat the legs. But just massive, right? He looks like he's like proportionately built. Yes, but it's totally yeah. buck-ass nude, which means you'd be able to see his 30-cent-sized penis. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no way that the Hulk is packing dong. 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Wouldn't that, that was... be amazing if that was the only thing on Bruce Banner that did not grow? Like with the Hulk. <laughs> when he turns into the Hulk, it just grows and it's the it stays the same. It's only it stays like white, like <laughs> I can tell you that's too. genuinely what happens with Ultimate Hulk. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> oh fuck, that's so funny. I Bad. need that. Fucking Jesus. Uh, Hulk <laughs> mad because he has small wee wee. That's so funny. <laughs> and that was your second session of Below the Belt with Russell <laughs> Nelson and special guest Jacob Brown. I mean, it's just fucked up. Like, you go to the next page and, like, it's Hulk about to smash on Miles, and Miles' face is literally, like, shoved right in it. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's like, true. The Hulk so is true. not a cool dude. He's pretty unchill. He is. <laughs> He he gives him the uh, the Broly super special, oh where god. he like takes him and makes a crater in a wall out of him. It's fucking sick! <laughs> oh my god! So so here's here, here's the thing, and then and then he wakes up. So that yes. wasn't the actual vision, right? No, it was a was dream. Him having a dream. Okay. Though at this point we have seen, I think the the vision where. Uh, Hulk is killing everybody. Yeah, yeah. He was there for that. And that's why he's having this. Yeah. Yeah. And so he wakes up. He's terrified. Um, Jefferson and Rio have this great little pillow talk uh, conversation where Rio reveals that she went to Jessica. Jessica kept Miles a secret, of course. But then we get this incredible moment where Rio will not leave Jessica's office. So Jessica straight up just picks her up with her super strength, walks her out into the hallway and sets her down. <laughs> it's literally, I mean, it's literally the fucking, the fucking image from that porn of that like giant woman, like <laughs> up a little woman and putting her back <laughs> into the wall. It's literally just that. I have seen that meme. You are absolutely Which right. Which is Holy so shit. funny. I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> That's all it is. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so. She's good. just fucking dangling while she's holding her. <laughs> it's that uh that moment in the office where it's like, do I weigh anything to you? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like picking up a sack of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and so Jefferson is having a hard time dealing with all the lying that's happening under their roof. And then we cut over to a pawn shop where some hoodlums are trying to steal some stuff. Thankfully, their crime is averted by the girl who's a f***ing bombshell. It's Bombshell. I'm so glad that she is a mainstay supporting character. Yeah, she's awesome. She's actually so happy she's part of the main cast. She's the coolest. And when Eric, when we write Exterminators 2, uh, oh, she is one hundred percent gonna be in that. She's gonna be boom boom sidekick, and it's gonna be fucking awesome. I actually think they would hate each other. Yeah, and that would be the book. No, for sure. Yeah, they would hate each other. It would be <laughs> incredible. It would be like could a you make it... version of Hawkeye? Oh man, I was Bro, you could make okay. It don't like... don't even fucking start with me doing a Disney Plus Hawkeye series, but swap out clint and kate for fucking tabitha and Lori, and it just on christmas like are you fucking could you imagine let me say could you imagine 
Yeah, it'd be sick. It'd be incredible. Could you do? Could you do like a spy versus spy kind of thing with the two of them? Like just they're just blowing each other up across yeah, New yeah. York. Yeah, exactly. That's okay, what I mean. okay, okay, okay. Here's here's the pitch. Here's the pitch. Okay, go, 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 go. So they're both hired by mysterious forces, right, to do a job. Boom Boom's hired for a job to break into this simple building. Pretty easy, pretty chill. Boom gets in there. Who's in there? Bombshell doing the same exact job. They were both hired by the same person as a contesting to see who's better an audition for another actual job the person who hired them black cat black cat is going to put them on a bigger job the biggest heist in new york city what is it we don't even know can, 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 can i can i say they're going i, I fucking love that i fucking <laughs> love, love that, that already baby. yes uh and they have the, the heist is stealing from the big man and oh. they have to run up against the enforcers. Oh, there you go. There you go. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Done. Done. Yes. Done. Yeah, so, it's the easiest book. So Bombshell takes out these two wannabe thieves and then blasts off into the night where she runs into Miles. And the two of them have this conversation where, like, weirdly enough, Bombshell is like the the voice of reason yeah and she's basically like so weird <laughs> this is like like profiling and like the world is like chaotic as it like you can't predict how the world is gonna go and yeah it's it's a really nice conversation i love the two of them having that different perspective yeah and then it evolves into a montage uh-huh we get to see them fight crime throughout the night. They fight some Hydra. They fight some of the Goblin Army. Okay. Which is a yes. really great throwback. Yes. The Hydra guy. Yes. Is that... I can't remember his name, but in Mark Wade's Daredevil, it's the guy who has the fucking, like, logos. Like, he's, like, the... He, uh, he's in the maybe. second three issues, maybe. I think. Uh, I can't remember his right. fucking name, but is that that guy? And he's I just think, like fucking sporting the Hydra shit now. I think so. They paid him to do it because that's kind of awesome. it. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Genuinely. That's kind of awesome. I can't remember it's that really, guy's really cool. Name. But you know who I'm talking about, right? Yes, hundred percent. He was in the Marcos Martin issues. He was yeah. like on the boat. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he's mm -hmm. he's like the corporate like corporate sponsored bad guy yeah, it's where, so like good. you God, you like pay him to like do whatever God, job but he's gonna wear like your logo so and shit. Good. <laughs> like, such a good idea jacob if you haven't read that series i think you'd really love mark wade's daredevil <laughs> i think you I love mark wade's daredevil i have okay. the best I have daredevil it. it's, it's, it's i feel like best. that would be your shit oh <laughs> like, yeah the first the first volume is him encountering the spot i was just like oh this is one thousand percent me yeah. this is all for me right now the first the issue spot. has the best wedding scene in a comic book ever so good oh, him so kissing good. the bride is the coolest oh, fucking thing. oh it's such a great shot <laughs> that, that whole page is just Hey, y'all remember how he's been a real sad fuck? Not anymore. Not anymore. This guy is a happy fuck now. <laughs> yeah. And he's a happy fuck because he fucks. Because he fucks. Daredevil fucks. It's true. The Hard. only person who might fuck Daredevil might shit. Who uh... Yes. <laughs> yes. Welcome back to Below the it's Bell with Jesus. All of us. We've now have a special guest, Eric Azana. <laughs> is all of us. The only person who would fuck Daredevil is all of us. The only person who might fuck more than Daredevil is Nightwing. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they are competing. All the yeah. Time. That's why you put the two of them together in a and fuck. Would that be amazing? Um, but yeah, so Bombshell and Spidey are fighting throughout the night, including at one point where they just fight Annihilus. Yeah, what the hell? And they just defeat Annihilus. What the hell? Annihilation wave who? What the hell? Like, Rich I get Ry- the Fantastic Rider- Four aren't around, but like, Jesus. <laughs> Richard Ryder was the one that the one that stood when all else fell. Yeah. Should have been Bombshell. Not anymore. I guess it should have just been Bombshell. <laughs> I tell you, you drop Bombshell into the middle of Annihilation over in two issues. Shit ends differently. <laughs> Shit hits and the second different. issue is just all of her gloating. Hell yeah. All of her gloating. I would totally pay money to see Bombshell rip out fucking like Annihilus's. This is for uh, my fucking fine. fuck, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> All the bleeps. Just ripping out his spine through his throat. I would totally pay to see that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> we need art of that. That'd be we need awesome. art of, ju- of just her ripping just that exact panel. Like, it's that exact but panel. But it's Bombshell. It's bombshell. And it just says. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> just with the, the sensors. Oh I need that. I, I, need, I need that I need, shit. Who if it's ever made, could be hung in the Louvre. Yeah. That shit. Oh, yeah. Should be in the Smithsonian. No, that that is what uh, that's what the MacGuffin is of National Treasure <laughs> 3. The MacGuffin is finding that <laughs> because <laughs> the Freemasons predicted this. <laughs> <laughs> Freemasons predicted that the one, the one who could blow up all else. It's it's written on the inside of the Liberty Bell. <laughs> That's where the first clue is. We have to find someone called Bombshell. <laughs> or a bombshell. That was a really good cage. Thank you. Yes. Thank yes, you. Yes, it was. Like Thank haunting. You. That was a really good, specifically like two thousands era cage. That's the only era of cage I can do. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair because the only area of cage I can do is from Willie's Wonderland, and he doesn't talk. <laughs> that is a deep cut. That is a good pull, Mister. Good Jacob pull. Thank good you. pull. Thank Hell you yeah. So much. Hell yeah. Uh, so, so basically, they finish up their night patrolling, and I love this moment too, where Bombshell is basically like, "Fuck them. Fuck them both. Don't get involved. Like, stay out of it." And Miles is like. But Tony Stark himself came to recruit me. She's like, oh, no, a little adversity in Richie Rich's life won't kill him. He'll cry himself to sleep on a very expensive pillow. I just fucking love Bombshell. Yeah, uh, Bombshell uh, Bombshell can come to the cookout. Bombshell. <laughs> She's honorary black. That lion alone gets her an honorary black. Guy. She can say the word once. Like, <laughs> like Yay. She, 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 she gets a card. The one use punch card. Yeah, she gets she gets the fucking punch card. It's cool. There's, there's, there's she, only if one she square. Use it, if she doesn't use it in a year, she gets a free bucket of chicken from KFC. Like <laughs> KFC or Popeyes? Uh, Popeyes oh. is actually really fucking hitting now. Yeah. They changed up their formula like yeah. in the last year, and Popeyes is gorgeous. It's so good. Though I will always still throw my my lot in with Jolly B. Jolly Jollybee. Jolly Bee, for those of you who don't know, for layman's terms, apologies to my fellow Filipino listeners, is uh, <laughs> basically Filipino KFC, except way fucking better. Hell yeah. It's so fucking good. 
Hell yeah. You have never had. Never had. Chicken Joy with a really nice peach mango pie. Ooh. Sounds delicious. Sounds delicious. You're making me hungry. So good. Uh, But yeah, so Bob should... Aren't these two like just adorable? Can I like? Can we make? Can this be a thing? Can this be a thing? Future? I would the, totally be happy with the two of them. Uh, I would not mind it at all, actually. I would totally be happy the, with that. The Miles is is not exactly uh, lacking love interests. No, true. As a Spider Person, he's a yeah. classic Spider Man. Exactly, Spider Man. As we'll learn next week. Oh. Unfortunately. Oh boy. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I love the two of them. That's what I think. Yeah. This is pretty good. We yeah, I think they work really well together. I think they have like totally agree. Yeah. a good like energy together, man. I think and it I, makes and I like that she's she's able to be loose and is able to kind of like help him loosen up as well. They yeah. really balance each other out a yes. lot in, in this scene between 100%. the two of them. And I, I thought it was just like, oh, they this would be a great, uh, great t- relationship to see. Yeah. yeah. To see them blossom. Yeah. Hell yeah. This yeah. is kind of, this is kind of how I expected the bombshell Peter stuff to go when she first yeah. popped up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I'm kind of glad that they saved it for Miles. It's better with yeah. Miles. Oh, Agreed. absolutely. That's like when like when she came to the school and like found out that he was there with like Bobby and 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 Johnny. Yeah, it that, that was around the time I thought yeah, this was yeah, gonna yeah, happen. Yeah yeah. 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 So Miles finally gets a call and he's like, Okay, look, I gotta go, I gotta go figure this out. He goes up to the roof, uh, where he takes a call from Tony. He's like, Look, uh, we figured out to do this is the shit that fucked me in the head because it's like, Hey kid, it's Stark. Can you be at the Triskelion anytime soon? I'm like, yep. the fuck. So the ultimates operate out of the Triskelion. Yes. There's ultimates in the six one six now and they uh, fucking rule. Okay. And, and it's the best book from this era. It's the best ultimates lineup bar none. It's Ooh. such a Jacob, Jacob, book. really Jacob, Go buy yourself fucking Dude. Ultimates by Al Ewing. It's so because good. it is the best goddamn book. I remember hearing about this. What was this again? So I remember this is, hearing this Al is basically Ewing. this team gets constructed to traverse the multiverse, more or less, to solve the ultimate problems. Ultimate problems deserve ultimate solutions, and they are a company. Their first <laughs> order of business, Galactus. Oh, yeah. And the team has America Chavez. It's got Captain Marvel. It's got Monica. It's got Blue Marvel. Oh, Fuck yeah. Wow. Blue Marvel. Oh, Fuck yeah. Marvel. It's so good. And eventually, spo- I'm just going to spoil it. Galactus joins the team. He joins the team. Galactus has a totally different, like, he is, he totally has a different great arc. Great he, arc. In it is a great arc. And I have heard of this going on. It's it, a bullshit totally that they changed it. I have totally heard agree. about this. When, they like, with collected Galactus it joins. And last year, actually around this time, uh-huh. Malcolm sold Malcolm sold me on the collection. I hadn't read it in years. Uh-huh. I am. Oh, it's so they good. Ultimates one and Ultimates two, because Al Ewing did Ultimates one and Ultimates two. Smashed it together, and it is a fucking perfect book. It's so good. Uh, Kenneth Okafor, uh, Travel Foreman yes. on art. Oh, uh, gorgeous art. Also ties into Civil War II because that's the team that 
sort of starts off the events of Civil War II, like the real yeah. events of Civil War II. Okay. It really starts okay. with them. Um, because it's because it's one of Carol's teams. Yep. You know. Good to know. So yeah, Miles is lovely. up top. He's taking a call from uh Stark. And just in the distance, you see two dots sailing through the air towards Miles, and all of a sudden they crash land right next to him. And holy shit, it's the other couple in the Marvel universe that can absolutely get it. Yeah. Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, you were you were like you were loving like Jeff and I uh, real quick under the belt like right now because like this was the couple I thought you were gonna explain. I really listen, thought this was the couple you were gonna go on a tangent because I would one thousand percent behind you. Listen, like, listen, listen, I'll be honest. They're on the list, but I know what to expect with this. Because we have to have a lot of fun. There is a precedent. <laughs> and I'm yeah. gonna have a lot of fun. <laughs> listen, I know what to expect with this. <laughs> As a mortal, I would be okay having every bone in my body broken just oh, from get, like I'd the night from this. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like sure. literally, like Family Guy, Family Guy style, like thrown on the ground, like after <laughs> the aftermath of a fence from the evening. Yeah, just fine, fine with that. Is that panel of Guardians of the Galaxy where like Tony has sex with Gamora? Yes, and, she's, and he's and just he's like, like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, all right, I'm going to go back to the club. <laughs> she was not satisfied. It's, it's that. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I am absolutely ready to do a uh, C minus job in this bedroom. <laughs> so Lu- Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones are basically there to tell Miles, look, you need to shape your shit up because it took me less than a day to figure out your Spider-Man. And it should not be that easy. Real, real quick, can we talk about the cover for this issue, which is really yes. funny? <laughs> yes. Because it's Miles and Kamala and, and Sam in the forefront, and you have their icons behind them, you know? Captain Marvel, and you have Peter, and you have a fucking broken helmet. You didn't know the helmet. Oh, in the middle of space, and like, well, that's some real respect I right there. I can't believe that they published this cover. That's so rude. I oh, don't yes. know so what rude. Dick Ryder was doing at this point. In the he comics. wasn't back yet. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because they had um, what was it? Uh, it was when he and Star Lord got trapped in the thing yeah and in thanos imperative yeah, yeah so thanos imperative yeah, yeah so star lord was back but no explanation well they, they gave a little bit of explanation later original sin only original sin which was before this i know but prior to this oh yeah prior to the, back yeah he he just was back yeah and yeah. no one was talking yeah and then that yeah. was incredible rich just wish... wasn't back yet yeah he came back like a year later I just I wish that that had been more satisfying. Yep. That how they came back through Thanos yep. Imperative. Yep. Cuz that was a great moment and great a great moment. ending for both of those characters. Yep. And then Thor came back and was a fucking douchebag. Anyway, thankfully Al Ewing anyway. took the reins on them and made them and Gamora the best thruple in the galaxy. Thank God. Ugh, I love it. God damn. I love Re- it. God if damn. you haven't lately. God damn. His Read Al Ewing's Guardians of the Galaxy. Cool. Al Ewing is the theme of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he just? 
Uh, if you MVP. have it, read Al Ewing's uh, X-Men Red, the best X-Men book ever. So, oh, it's so good. It's the fucking best. So good. The Hour of Magneto. <laughs> uh, uh, did you read the most recent issue with our boy Vulcan? Uh fucking smashing the house is that oh, last week yeah, or the week yeah, before yeah, yeah yeah bro hell yeah i have never been so vindicated as a vulcan fan same baby i have been reading <laughs> x-men red same baby. and i can hear you listener groaning and rolling your eyes oh he likes vulcan yes hey piss Gabriel off Gabriel summers vulcan rules. <laughs> the most powerful summers brother Damn i don't right. give a fuck he rules. He's the coolest. He's so good. He is the Emperor. Emperor Vulcan. Oh my god. When he <sighs> fucking shows up in that room, he's just like, call me Emperor. And it's like, hell yeah! <laughs> I will answer to Emperor, your highness, or your majesty. Hell yes! Fuck yeah. So yeah, Luke Cage <laughs> and Jessica Jones are basically there to tell Miles, like, hey, <laughs> you need to get your shit together, okay? Yeah. And Miles is like, uh, Okay, all right. And Jessica reveals that his grandma had hired her, and he's he's having a little freak out. I love that he panics about that like really hard. Yeah, that's kind of he, awesome. He go he like takes a moment and then steps away and does a Dragon Ball Z power move power <laughs> pose. Screams. I love the I like the when he first finds that out about great, like his grandma the, the, the power stance great that, sfx that was really <laughs> yeah he does the power stance there too he's like, ah! he's like he's like oh my god when he does the oh my god he had a great sound effect for that for that dragon oh thank you that's that like one of my fantastic. favorite sound effects ever it's so I think that sound effect is incredible thank you uh so luke cage kind of finishes things off by going like hey look when we're deciding what to do about you i called my man sam wilson you know him as captain america Damn right. Sam Wilson uh-huh. says you're good. He says you might end up being one of the greats. Miles is like, he said that? And Luke's like, but you have a long way to go. And also, I have a little small bone to pick with Nico Leo. I have the same bone to pick. <laughs> where he just decides not to draw the spider emblem on Miles. No spider on his chest. two panels. What the hell is that? What's going oh. on? What's going oh, on? Oh, didn't know that. What? There's what no happened? spider. It's just gone. Oh shit! I didn't even notice that. That's just amazing. Man. Well, obviously that spider is real, so it just crawled to his back for don't a brief fucking second say to that. get like oh, something. Don't fucking say that. No, you. And then it went back <laughs> onto his chest, just no, like Jack Skellington would. That. No, you know what it is? Is uh, that the spider also has the same powers that Miles does, and so it's invisible right now. It's camouflage. Oh, just camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to picture a spider that color, that size. So we're going to move on. <laughs> um, Jessica keeps doing this thing with Miles's head where she keeps like grabbing it. And uh, that's a problem for me. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Fair. Yeah. Fair. I <laughs> I wish she could give me head pats. Oh, so right. that was close phrasing right there. <laughs> that was dicey. That, that was, was dicey. dicey. That was dicey. <laughs> What did I mean? The world may never know. <laughs> so, bum, bum, bum. Miles is like, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go do Avenger stuff. I'm gonna go. Bye. And Luke gives him this great mo, this great line where he's like, Spider-Man is a kid of color now. That is cool. It's important. Don't screw it up. And Miles is like, you got it. 
Mr. Luke Cage before he Andrew Garfield slingshots himself out into the New York skyline. <laughs> he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, thanks, Power Man. Nobody calls me that. Okay, like, all right, Power Man. <laughs> here's the here's an issue I have because I think that the Luke Cage and Miles Morales conversation should absolutely happen and should have happened and should have had more of a spotlight because that's yeah, not what this conversation. You're but right. I think there is absolutely there is a few conversations that he should have had with a few people here. Yeah. And it's 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 Sam. I wish I had seen him have that conversation oh, with Sam. I wish I'd seen him have that conversation with Luke fully. Yeah. I wish I'd seen him have that conversation with Rhodey. Well, I mean he couldn't have that conversation. Which is impossible, yeah, because of Civil War fucking two. But yeah. like those are three, like those are the three, you know, yeah. African American. Yeah superheroes at marvel you know those are like the big three um listener i did not omit black panther as because black panther is not african-american he is african uh it is different and some people like reginald hudlin should fucking remember that anyway uh oh that's why hot take (laughs) got him i think that is the coldest take because it is the correct take thank you thank you apparently not everybody agrees and that drives me crazy (laughs) But, yeah, I I would pay good money to just have for a moment, even in the comics right now, yeah. to have Sam and Miles sit down and have a conversation. Yeah. It'd be How cool. has it not happened yet? Also, uh, you know who should also have a conversation with Miles? Fucking Eli Bradley. Because Eli oh, was boy. the first Can black sidekick. Can you imagine Eli and miles just teaming up for a little on the team i know, I know they i know they did yeah. in champions i'd write that book but that no because that's because that's, that's not different that's not eli you're right you're right yeah because eli's fucking in the ether right now yeah that was stupid ass patriot whose shield turns into a goblin glider <laughs> hey nice. i fucking love gl- i love that shield turning into a little sled i, I love that it. shit. It's stupid <laughs> It's stupid. But anyway, so, miles, I just wanted to get on my soapbox for a second. No, you're please, you're allowed. Uh, Miles shows up and uh, he joins up with Nova and everyone's heading to the Triskelion. It's a big old Avengers meeting where uh, Captain Marvel basically tells everybody, hey, look, this is the situation. And Tony's like, I vehemently disagree with this. But for the sake of fairness, we are going to all go there together as a group and i fucking love the conversation between the amazing the avenging friends where friends they're just like okay look i bet it miles like i bet it's all nothing i bet nothing happens sam is like the hulk miles like nothing will happen smash cut to the next page where Dr. Bruce Banner has an arrow sticking out of his head, having just been killed by Hawkeye. I just fucking love it so much. Yeah. I laughed so hard. Jacob, have you read Civil War (laughs) 2? 
I'm glad you said that because I laughed so hard when I turned this page to. <laughs> I feel was, like it's meant to be comedic. It was it so fucking. This is like something Mel Brooks would do, like if he had in charge of like some some sort of event. Oh my god! And the only way I know message that for you, sir. That's this... all I thought of is basically <laughs> from from fucking uh, like Holy Grail. This was awful. And the way that I know <laughs> this is awful. that this that this was meant to be hilarious is because this was written by the same writer of the event. Bendis wrote both events, both the Civil War II and the Miles book. Mm-hmm. So yeah. He knew what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. With, yeah. This, with this invincible style page turn. <laughs> <laughs> All that's missing is someone being like, so that happened. I hate, yeah, exactly. That's All we're exactly missing right. is Rex explode in the background, going, "I did not see that coming." Oh my god, Nova is the Rex explode of this. Of oh, Sam, no. Alexa- Sam Alexander you- is the Rex explode. Oh, Listeners, no. if you read Champions as well as oh. that Avengers book, Sam Alexander is one hundred percent Rex explode. He's Rex explode. I never thought about that, but you're right. That's so funny. He also it, they yeah. and that means that Kamala is Adam Eve. Anyway, oh jeez. Oh that's hey, that's cool. pretty cool. Which is fucking cool. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so everyone is just kind of like, "Fuck, this did not go how it was supposed to go." Malcolm, tell us what happened in Civil War Two. Here, uh, please explain. Uh, do you want to put thirty <laughs> seconds on the clock? <laughs> okay. yes, yes, I'm going to put thirty seconds on the clock right uh, now. Uh, here, right. I got you. Okay, so we have 30 seconds on the clock and ready? Ready. Set. Go. Okay, so we already know that all the heroes had this uh, experience, this vision that Ulysses gave them of the Hulk smashing everybody uh, going on a rampage. So uh, Carol and Tony take uh, take this to Bruce and say, hey, Bruce, we need to talk to you about this thing. We want you to come with us quietly. And they have Hank seconds. McCoy, the fuck up of all time, hack into his shit uh, right before Hulk. Hulk's, I'm not going to make it in time. <laughs> not going to make it in time. Two, one. Okay. So from here, since you went over time, you have one sentence to tell us what happened. Okay. One sentence. Utilize your words carefully. You can make it a Renon sentence. <laughs> Hawkeye kills Bruce Banner before he can Hulk out because he claims that he saw that he was about to Hulk out. Oh, nice. And okay. as we do come to find out later, Clint did have an agreement with Bruce. Yes. That if he ever saw a hint of the Hulk coming out, that he would put an arrow through his eye. Civil War II sort of like quietly like confirms that banner or that uh that clint is a meta because his whole argument is that like yeah. he's able to see it because he's able to like that's why he's able to make all of his shots because he's hot his eye. eyes are better than everybody else's which is bullshit such yeah. bullshit. I, bullshit yeah i i, I he's don't able like to do that, it because he fucking practiced because he's the best archer in the fucking world because he's deaf isn't that another big thing about him is that he's something partially deaf. Kept it? yes he's partially deaf he's partially right. deaf yes okay good but yeah, so this whole thing went sideways. Bruce Banner's now dead. And I love this moment where everyone's yelling and then Miles just makes eye contact with Ulysses and he's just like, bro, this is you. He didn't say that, but that's 100% the look he's giving him. 
I was thinking he was like, you're next. And I was like, oh, no, you <laughs> stared right into his eyes. Oh, no, this is like Temple of Doom over here. Mm-hmm. And Tony looks at Carol and is immediately like, look, who's next? Who's next on your hit list? Huh? Who else do you need to take down? And Sam and Miles are both like, yeah, we're with Tony. We're team Tony here. Which is directly in Civil War 2 as well. Like this exact, like this moment is directly in Civil War 2. Because this is also like a big turning point for that Avengers squad. Yes. Yes. Which again is why it should have been an Avengers event. It should have been in an Avengers. Yeah. And so this is also a breaking point for Kamala. Um, I love this scene. I love this scene so much. Because I always forget how good it is seeing all three of them together. They are the big three. Like they are the the big three of the team. The fact that they aren't treated that way right now is a travesty. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, your original Teen Titans. Like that's them. Yes. But just boiled down to three people. Like it's Dick and Donna. And I guess he'd be, I don't know. I guess it'd be Roy. Yeah, it'd be because Roy. Nova would be Roy. Where's a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. Oh my god. But Wally was kind of a dick at that time too. So he could be he was Republican. <laughs> well, Listen, there it is. I, the I don't. I don't make fun of oh you guys for your <laughs> right left leaning politics. So leave me and my Republican views alone. That I is mean, a legit. That is a legit thing from that fucking Wally Teen West Titans. said during that new Teen Titans run. <laughs> I mean, listen, he looked up to Barry and Barry was a cop. Like it makes sense. Barry was a cop. You're right. Barry was a cop. But yeah, it's uh that's beautiful. <laughs> It's incredible. It's yeah, incre- it I, incredible. It is the one thing that Wally West stands will never be able to escape. No, he's hard red, baby. <laughs> he is a hard, hard red. That is so uh, funny because I'm, like I, I just I, looked it up because I I read I wanted to read the the panel. God damn it. Oh yeah, they're they're arguing about something, and Wally goes, maybe because I knew our politics were always different. Look. I don't put you down for being liberals. Why attack me for being a Midwestern conservative? <laughs> I always forget about that. Teen oh, Wally's a menace. I love it. I love team, that so that much. That entire team is a team full of menaces. Uh, oh team Wally goodness. actually had to take the summer off uh, one year from the Teen Titans because he was campaigning. <laughs> <laughs> He was cold he, calling. He was, he was working the hotlines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Thankfully, as Wally has gotten older, he's leaned away from his Midwestern conservatism. Like he voted for Bush one, and then that was the last time. Like, that was the last yeah. time. That was the last yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jacob. I'm so glad you didn't know about this. This makes me so happy. I'm so happy because I'm rethinking my whole like uh, 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 pitch for like a Wally West TV show. Now that we've done Barry (laughs) Allen, I now want to do Wally West as like a as like a a Midwestern conservative conservative who is deep in the closet. There you go. That's how you get it. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh man. Is this still going to be Kenyon Linesville? Oh, absolutely. Why oh, not? Who cares? Sure. Why not? Because yeah. he was great. He was, he was incredible. Great. Exactly. 
more respect for him. It's gonna be all like lo- if he doesn't uh, show up now. in this last in this last season. If he's not in the last fucking, I'm gonna episode, be so mad. I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be there, so mad. There legit needs to be a moment where it's Barry, Jay, Wally, Nora, and Bart all running together. And if, if that doesn't, doesn't happen, happen, I'm gonna. Right. Like I'm already sacrificing Max Mercury because they're not going to do Max Mercury. They, like, they have no time to do Max. They have Mercury. no time to do Max. And Mercury. They've also like, kind of molded him with Jay. Yeah. So like, if I if I don't get all of them, I'll be pretty mad. They all need it. to be. It doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to be an extended sequence. But that could just be the last of shot them. of the show. Yeah. Totally. Give give us that moment at the end of Flash Rebirth where everyone's just kind of like running off. Yeah, that'd be gorgeous. Got, you know. And then maybe Wally has a new costume. Who knows? And then all of a sudden he just, and all of a sudden we just see Grant Gustin all of a sudden in the movies coming in the trailers, a new flash movie just rebooted. That's what James starring James directed by James Gunn. There you go. That would be worse, but (laughs) worse than Ezra Miller. No, but that's making me, you know, pick a gun to my head over like carving out my innards, Uh, a gun. (laughs) With two ends, a gun to your head. I didn't even mean it. Oh, circles, buddy, circles. And I'm white trash, and I'm in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. You're probably wondering how we got here. Probably wondering. (laughs) Anyway, so there's this really sweet moment. Yes, it's really sweet. Kamala is like breaking down, and like. Like, this is the look at each other like what do we do the first time that she's questioned her hero yeah Uh and like it's heartbreaking and the i love the three of them all you know putting their hands together yeah just because they they need to lean on each other for support it's so good it's It's like really good it's a really good moment and so we also get a cut-in because Tony's like lamenting, he's like, "This could have got, this couldn't have gone worse." I don't know, like she, she must have planned this, blah blah blah. And then a hand rests on Tony's shoulder, and whose hand is it? It's Steve Rogers in the <sighs> middle of Captain America. Steve Rogers, written by our boy. Don't call him that. <laughs> <laughs> don't call him that. <laughs> Our boy Nick Spencer. Um, you know it's funny rereading this and rereading Civil War two. I have completely one eighty on that costume. I think I really like that costume. I fucking <laughs> told you that costume rules. I think the costume rules. I think the shield is still really stupid. The idea but I think the, the shield costume is stupid. really rules. But like, the costume is good. so good. It's real, pretty. Real quick, is this the Captain America that was the Hell Hydra? Captain this America is Hydra Cat. Okay, I gotta say. I fucking love this costume and that run of, of Captain America is one of the best things I've ever read. So honestly. good. It's Listener, so good. If you haven't yet, the first time that Malcolm ever came on the podcast, mm-hmm. we did a giant sized episode called the tale of two captains mm-hmm. where we discussed the dual narrative of Sam Wilson becoming Captain America and Steve getting revealed as a Hydra sleeper agent. One of my well, favorite like episodes. Call- the shafting of Sam Wilson. Anyway. Shafting of Sam Wilson. We talked about it in that episode. We too. talked about it. 
It's a uh, great what? episode. It was just like three hours of us just. It like, was like three hours of us talking about this whole period <laughs> for Captain America. It's a three-hour therapy session, and like I feel a lot better about this period because of it. It's like, true. It's true. One hundred percent. All of my bitterness kind of got pushed into that episode. So yeah, I still have a little bit of bitterness, but I've lost a lot of it. But I do still very much love that you. There is. I can't remember exactly the line. But in Civil War II, at a certain point, everyone's like, there's a lot of moral gray area. No one's agreeing on anything. We got to go to the one person that everyone trusts. And everyone yeah. slowly turns it's, to Steve and he's just yeah. like, well, all right. And I'm just like, no, yeah. guys, no. It's this really great scene where like Tony's like sitting on the floor and he's like, listen, like I... I this is what everything is going on right now. Like this is where Carol is. I understand her point of view, but it's wrong because of all this and all this. And then you see that he's talking to this room of people and he's like, and I've learned like, so I'm bringing this to you because I've learned if there's one thing I've learned is that if I'm on the opposite side of Steve Rogers and I'm in the wrong, like I need, uh, if there's one moral compass in the Marvel universe, it's Steve Rogers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the line. If, if there's one the moral compass. Because like, um, so, the entire amazing. time, like they had already made this reveal and yeah. this entire time, and they even mention it in the uh, Steve Rogers Captain America tie-ins to Civil War Two. Yeah, because like, they have that scene from his point of view. Like, <laughs> he's just like, yeah. oh, this is too perfect. Yeah, he's like, like, everyone trusts me. I can, I can do whatever I want right now because everyone's so focused on what's going on. Which informs the the next bit. So then it goes into the next issue, right? Chapter nine. Yeah, we get this uh, catch up narration where yeah. you read recently conflict has broken out with the avengers over how best to deal with ulysses a new inhuman who can supposedly see visions of the future that conflict came to a head on the roof of the triskelion when in the chaos of an all-out superhuman brawl ulysses had his most powerful and profound vision yet so in between then and now in the in between the last issue and this issue uh tony and carol came to blows and they each had their own sides. And they Hawkeye were has to, been acquitted. He's been acquitted because wow. of evidence, because of the supposed agreement that mm -hmm. Bruce Banner admitted to, like in a posthumous recording, mm -hmm. that they had this agreement. So this also kicked off the Occupy Avengers. Uh, which was a great book. Clint, which was awesome. Great period for that character. Awesome period for that character. Um, but... Everything's about to come to a head. Everyone is about to get straight into Civil War II when all of a sudden Ulysses has a vision again and we get this gorgeous two-page spread that is also mm -hmm. one of the most haunting images I've ever read in a Marvel comic. Dave Marquez returns! <laughs> returns if just for one To the Miles Morales spread. book just for this page. Uh, yeah. Um, Miles is holding Steve Rogers's limp body, a spike driven through his chest on the steps of the fucking Capitol building. This, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. The ruins of uh, the Capitol are like in be uh, behind yeah. him. Like there's, there's like fog is moved. This, the shield broken behind, shield uh, broken. beside him. Mm -hmm. beside blood him? Yeah. spatter on the, on the lens. lens mask. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, iconic. So here's the smart thing that they did here. Yes. With this whole Steve Rogers thing, because us, the reader have the context for this of, Oh shit, this, this might be miles. Just finding out that like, he's a bad guy. Yeah. And they come the blows and he kills him. Cause the, I, I believe at this point they were already teasing like this event called secret empire. The, yeah. Yeah. Like, like it, just, just very briefly. Cause this is still at the very beginning of SD. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, we're, we're just still kind of settling into the idea of like, Oh shit, he's a bad fucking dude right now. He's an infiltrator. So like, it's a really, that's pretty clever. Yes. Critical writing. Like, across the company classic dramatic irony yeah Yeah. that's really slick and everyone just sees it for what they know it to be the most the person that they just said is the moral compass of the marvel universe murdered by this child Mm -hmm. we cut to brooklyn now (sighs) what malcolm why are you giving me that look? Nothing. <laughs> Jefferson Davis walks into his uh, home where he hears voices. What the fuck? Coming from <laughs> Miles Morales's room. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And he finds fucking Sam Alexander and Kamala Khan in their superhero gear trying to trying to figure out the password to Miles's laptop. Because once this vision... Uh, once this vision went off, everyone present saw it. So the entire superhero community saw it. And immediately, immediately, Carol Danvers goes, you're under arrest, kid. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, wait, I'm just trying to keep him safe. I'm just trying to detain him to keep him safe so we can figure out what's going it's on. It's not guys. profiling. It's not profile. It's not because he's a Negro. I mean, it's not because he's a black kid. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> Though you, though though we all have to admit that he does fit the description. I mean, I mean, listen, listen, listen. I'm I'm okay with the dogs and the homies, <laughs> but this has gone too far. And she's like, "Bobshell, back me up here. I you can give me that punch card, right?" <laughs> Bobshell's like, "Boo, you suck." <laughs> Bombshell's like, I ripped up that car, dude. Like, I wouldn't do that. And, and Luke Cage is like, one. that's why you get another car. <laughs> like, that's why you, get- <laughs> you pass the test. You get an infinite amount of cards. Davis <laughs> is like, shit, I can't even get onto that. Oh, man. <laughs> and so we hear that everyone is trying. Everyone's out looking for Miles. Because Carol was like, you're coming with me. And Tony's like, fucking run, kid. And yeah. Miles is missing. No, and so Steve comes in and is like, listen, we should let the kid go. You're right. Like, you're right. Let him do whatever he wants to do. And he's like, I, I think I just kind of want to get out of here. And so Thor like picks him up and takes him off. And that's it. And then he's just gone. <laughs> and so no one knows where he is. There's a great this is a moment. weird tie in. Yeah, it's a weird tie in. <laughs> But there's a great little moment with uh, Gold Balls and Bombshell. What yeah. a team. Yes. A team. Love the two this of them. team. I love her trying to crush the ball. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the egg? That's the thing. If she crushed it, would it be like crushing an egg? Would it be breaking one of the three rules of Krakoa? 
Oh my god, it might be. <laughs> is she is she a mutant? No, because she, she is. No, because, because, she's, because she's genetically created. Oh. Was she genetically? I thought the experimentation was on her mom. The experimentation was on her mom and it passed over to her, but because of that, she's born with it, but she's not she, born with it with an X but she was, but she was she's born. not born with an X gene. Do we know that for sure? Because Franklin. I don't give a fuck about I guess that's fair. I, I don't give a fuck about the new recon. Franklin Richards is a mutant. I guess I guess that's fair. And he didn't get those or his parents weren't born with that. No, but I, I think he just happened to be a mutant. You know what I, I mean? Dis I disagree. I don't think it's because of them. I think Bombshell counts as a mutant. I, Listeners, get in the comments. Let me know. What do you think? Yeah. Let it let I us know. know. I, I think that's that's something worth exploring. Interesting. Uh, yeah, if we ever fucking see Bombshell again. Exterminators too. I your lips to God's ears. That'd be awesome. Bombshell Boogaloo. Oh my gosh. Boogaloo. Oh my Bombshell, God. boom, boom. The book is just called uh, Explosions. Explosions. Oh, got him. There it is. Done. Uh, there we go. <laughs> uh, th there's there's also this very interesting moment uh, where <sighs> Bombshell almost fat shames Fabio. Those this seems me. like super like genuine though. Like, yeah. Like I'm not I, like, oh, that's not what I meant about it's it. Like, that's it's like, that's not what I meant. Really fat phobic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's that same like thing that earlier, because Genki is just like, oh, you know, girls don't like chubby guys. And I'm like, are you, are you projecting right now, Bendis? What, yeah. What are you doing? It's kind of weird. <laughs> Bendis, what are you doing? Um, but everyone is trying to find miles they don't know where he is so genki gets an idea and he approaches one danica hart the girl who would who, be an absolute problem who would be an absolute problem or teenage us <laughs> also um, genki rocking his most perfected captain america disguise mc is, disguise <laughs> mc <laughs> disguise by all cap and sunglasses ball yep. cap and sunglasses man you'd never know who he is My no God. I don't even know who he is. Oh my God. So is that Paul Rudd? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so Danica who is, that is for, for anyone who doesn't remember, Danica is the, the blogger mm -hmm. who revealed that Spider-Man was a person of color. She runs the superhero blog, uh, the vlog. And Genki YouTube. is going to her She's a YouTuber. YouTube. She's well, a YouTuber. You can go ahead and say it. Superhero YouTuber. You're right. YouTuber. Yeah. And uh, Genki is basically like, look, if anyone's going to have a, as good a shot with as good a reach to find Miles, you are. Though I love how he's like, I'm not telling you who I am. I am not telling you who he is, but we are going to work together. And so every, you know, Danica puts out the call to her viewers. Everyone is trying to find Miles. Jefferson decides to go to the source. He goes to this barber shop that sends him to a shield base. Love this shit. I, lo I love I love old spycraft shield shit. Yes. Yes. God, I miss shield so much in college. Love. 
same, same here god yeah. i miss shield they were so awesome until the movies ruined them like, mm. i say i hear that <laughs> i hear <laughs> well, that's that all it is every time i see, like even reading this and you see like the helicarriers in the back and like the quinjets and you're just like ah oh, god damn it <laughs> <laughs> i I never watched it past like that that season with uh, Bill Paxton, man. That like oh, that was the show is excellent. The show it's is so actually good. very good. The yeah. show once once they hit Ghost Rider, seasons season four is like That's really right, killer. Right. Season okay. five is phenomenal. Season six is excellent, and season seven, the final season, whips. Yeah, wow. the entire back half of that series is is so good. Because then they're just like not restricted by like having to follow like anything. They yeah. just like kind of after that off. point. Oh, and good. They can just they're do just whatever like, they want. Ghost Rider, LMDs, multiverse. Uh, season like, five is all in the future in space, like on a space yeah. station. Fucking LMDs. It's awesome. They go hard on LMDs. You had me at LMDs. Is it like the Saigons, you know, where it's like, that's kind of how I feel like that. Absolutely, it is. That's what I would go with with LMDs, basically. It's just, aha, I finally got you. That is exactly what happened. Seriously, start with season four, Jacob. I think you Genuinely. I think you'd enjoy it. Okay. Plus, Ming Na Wen. Make no one. Yeah. Once they let her be a character, she's really awesome. Hey. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> love Tahiti. Uh, so love Jeff- Tahiti. Jefferson is there to speak to Maria Hill, but she does not even deign him worthy of an in-person meeting. She zooms in to their meeting. <laughs> she doesn't so even like use her background. Like it's kind yeah, of no. like, <laughs> and she's like, "Look, everybody's looking for your kid, man." We're looking for him. We just want him to be in protective custody. We want to put him somewhere safe. And mm-hmm. Jefferson zings back like, does that place look at all like a prison? Kind of awesome. Like Jefferson rules. <laughs> uh, Jefferson's a good dad. He's a good guy. And so Maria's basically like, look, you're not to get in- involved in this. We're not getting involved in this. Stand down. Do your thing. And she pops out. And then the fucking other lady who's there is just like, is there anything else we can help you with, Agent? 616 Maria Hill sucks. She's <laughs> bad. She's a bad person. She should feel bad. That said, except for right now, because I see a good invasion book is pretty fun. I, I, I'm having a good time with her. She's pretty cool. Is it good? Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Like, it's, nice. it's pretty solid. It's a fun time. Um, it's pretty. That first issue is like super fun. Okay. Um, and the second issue is like a pretty good time. I'll probably trade weight for it, but I, I, I might look into it. It is the better of the two Ryan North Marvel projects that he's writing right now. Really? I mean, we're only two issues in. Yeah, Secret Evasion is two issues in also. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. So, uh, so, so yeah. <laughs> so, after putting out the call, Danica and Genki are having this nice little moment on the roof. And that's when I'm like, Wait a sec. We've been setting this all up for Genki and Danica to get together this whole time. There's an answer to that. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time. (laughs) Though there is this moment where I, as a teenage boy, have also had where he's just, they're just sitting there and he just looks at her and he takes her in. Yep. Just as a person. And yep. she looks back at him. She's like, what? He's like, nothing. I, uh, uh, nothing. Nothing. Yep. I just, 
I love it. I've been there. That's the most relatable thing ever. I've been there. And I get it, man. I get it. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, everyone starts getting notifications. Holy shit. <laughs> like, I've seen Miles. I've or I've seen Spider-Man. I've seen Spider-Man. Everyone's like, what is happening? And they're like, where, where is he? It was like, he's in Washington, D.C. They're like, why would he go there? And then it just shows this great panel of him just standing on the steps of the Capitol building. It's fucking cool. Fucking chills. That moment is just, oh, it's so good. It's that is a great moment in Civil War II. Like, you want to yeah. take a moment where you know, okay, this is the end of the story. This is the climax. Uh-huh. That is how you do a fucking last page review. That's how you do it, yeah. Because Miles yeah. is missing for that entire issue, I believe. Yeah. Everyone's like trying to figure out what to do when he resurfaces, and all of a sudden they're like, we just got a ping. Where is he? And then it's just a full page spread. Yeah, it doesn't even tell you. It just steps. shows him. Yeah, it's sick. Like the building in the background. It's sick. Oh, it's so good. That's the thing. There's a lot of things about Civil War II that really work. There's a they lot of really good really pacing rule. things. Um, the discussions are all very heavy and well, well written. Yeah, the the bit where like Carol goes to visit She Hulk, like yes, in oh. in the hospital room because she just woke up and yep. you don't see Jen, but you hear her and she's like, "Listen, like I wanted to be the one." Carol's like, "I wanted to be the one to tell you like before you saw it on the news, like what happened." Bruce is gone. He's not with us anymore. Hawkeye killed him. And then, like, you get the switch over to seeing Jen, and she's like in the giant gray monstrous form that she was in for a yeah. while, which is yeah. sick. And then that goes immediately so. into a page turn to find out that Hawkeye got acquitted. Like, the pacing yeah. is really good. It's so good. That's really cool. It's just that it's a super unnecessary book, and it should have just been an Avengers book. And I think, honestly, if it had been a different character besides Carol, it if it had been Maria Hill, it would have worked. If it had been better. Maria Hill, which I <laughs> I have to believe that it that the planning stages would have been that way. Like it would have been Maria Hill versus it would have been Shield versus the Avengers. Yeah. But I'm sure that editorial wanted it to be a big old Civil War too, so it's got to be another big hero. Because it was coming out the summer that Captain America Cole and Civil War came out, so it had yeah. to be. Like War. this is the hotness. The who's who's popular right now? Captain Marvel, perfect. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, we like her. Yeah. So uh, it's unfortunate. I gotta I gotta also tell you guys, like it wasn't until this moment in the book that I started paying attention to the book. <laughs> it it really it really was a dragger up until this point because I had no context whatsoever. Because you have no context yeah. the other yeah. book. And, and luckily, the next issue tells you literally, literally everything, everything, almost page by page, what yeah. happens in the last yeah. issue. Yeah, and it's interesting, like, too, because, like, Malcolm reread it for this. I have a recollection of reading it, but Jacob has never you've never any of this. Too. Yeah, I, I, it's really upsetting not getting the context of this. And uh, it's, it's kind of <laughs> what I don't like doing events like stuff like that because of like i hate reading tie-ins because it's like oh that's that would that would have been lovely to see in here it would be so great yeah um to like get like more context than ever but yeah, yeah. anyway it's unfortunate but like you said this is the moment where it's kind of like oh shit it's all about to go down mm -hmm. yeah 
And then we see fucking Tony lift off in his big in his big ass Hulkbuster war machine armor. Right. Oh, uh I realized we didn't actually say it. Hey Jacob, uh Rhodey dies at the beginning of this. At the very beginning. What? Oh, because wow. because Ulysses sees uh Thanos coming back. Oh. To collect the Infinity Stones again, even though they're not on Earth. Yeah. And so he tips off the Ultimates. The Ultimates and Rhodey go to like confront him. And because Rhodey is dating Carol at the time. Yeah. Oh, and She Hulk just happens to be there. And yeah. so they all go to confront Thanos and they get their asses handed to them. It's and so funny because they're all like fucking, fucking there. <laughs> they're all ready. They know where he's, they know the exact place he's going to be. This yeah. is that Thanos, right? Thanos, really? This yeah. is the yeah. beginning of the android saga where literally everyone <laughs> yes. knows where the androids are going to touch down. That is exactly what it is. Two, it's the beginning 200 of the miles south yes. of South City. <laughs> the androids show up and they still murk Yamcha anyway. Uh huh. Everyone knows where they're going to be. They know they're set. They have a full fucking squadron. They have several different superheroes waiting for Thanos to show up. And he still wastes them. Just absolutely uh-huh. tears through them. Which does a with good job. Guns and shit. He doesn't even have powers. Like he looks he's like fucking like cable weapons. in Deadpool. He literally 2. Looks like cable. Yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious because it's just fucked up. But yeah, that is really funny. Actually. That is really funny. And a great shot. Did they predict? Did Ulysses predict Deadpool? Oh my god! (laughs) Oh my god! Holy fuck! (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it it, it does a a great job on selling how much of a threat Thanos is. Yeah, that it takes literally everybody just to detain him. But in the process, Jen gets mortal like horribly injured and put into a coma she's put into a coma and then when she comes out she's she's, changed she's completely changed she's gray like she she's gray hulk yeah she's no longer like she's traumatized because she's trying she's got like cuts all over her that like they glow green oh it's so cool it's fucking cool like and so she she becomes the hulk where she can't she's not like she hulk she can't control it and that lasts until like last year yeah really uh, wow. pretty much okay. up until the jason aaron avengers run that's and even cool. a little even, bit into even, it as well and then like through that because then she's like green but she's still the hulk she's not okay. she right. hulk anymore you know she's still right. like just the hulk uh it, also, it's she's the hulk she well she was her book was just retitled to just hulk it was just hulk yeah too. that's awesome written that's by so marco cool. tamaki a so great book great book great but also a great book the current she hulk run Yes, the best book that Marvel's publishing right now. So good. Um, yeah, it's it, it it does a great job in selling the severity of everything. Because again, like Malcolm mentioned, in the midst of that gigantic battle at the beginning, Thanos kills Rhodey, mm-hmm. breaks this man in half, like fucking snaps him like a slim jim, bro. And it it is a haunting way to start the event. And it, like, in that moment, it's just like, holy shit, like, this is going to be big time. This this, this is going to matter. It doesn't. But great moment to start it off with. And again, raising the stakes up until, and just needling and needling. The pacing is fantastic. And you get to that point of Miles waiting on the steps, 
because he wants to prove that this isn't going to happen. Yeah. God, it's so good. It's Jacob, so I just good. sent that page in the group chat so you can no, see this. It's a it's an incredible page. Yeah. It's so oh, good. It's so good. That's really good. That it's is really so nice. good. <laughs> Because literally, it's Maria Hill going, oh, we just got a ping. We know where Spider-Man is. And they're like, where is he? And then it's just... The and then you get turn. that page. That's it's awesome. Sick. And that that's, the, awesome. that's the last page of the issue. It's awesome. <laughs> and so we cut to uh, chapter 10. After the events of Miles showing up at the Capitol. Uh-huh. Danky makes his way into their dorm and finds Miles just curled up in the corner. All the lights are off and he is sobbing. He embraces his friend, all of their, you know, all of their problems earlier in the series. They're that hatchet is buried because they need, they need each other right now. And Genki sits down with Miles. He says, what happened? Miles tells him like there was a vision and we get a, another redux of what the vision was of him killing Cap. And then they're Genki's like, well, I mean, would you do that? He's like, no, like I would never do that. And Genki asks, what did happen? And then we get ripped straight out of that issue of Civil War II, which is, again, a great sequence where Miles is just on the steps of the Capitol building. A bunch of fucking cops roll up. And I love the narration here where he's like, I went to Washington, D.C., to the steps of the Capitol building. I hopped on top of an Amtrak train to prove to myself it wasn't going to happen. To prove it. I had to do something. And Genki's like, and then what happened? He's like, oh, you know, I forgot I was Spider-Man. <laughs> the the cops fucking cops in. roll up with their guns drawn. It's so good. And he's just like, um, no, I'm Spider-Man. And Danky does mention like, hey, like, I kind of get it. Like you were up on the Capitol building. costume. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly predicting January 6th, I guess. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. See, say I I was gonna wait till you actually pointed it out, but uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very think, interesting. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, see, Ulysses predicted that as well. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess this is the darkest timeline, huh? It truly is. <laughs> it's just so uh so Miles is like more and more cops start showing up. He's like, I'm Spider-Man. They're like, all right, prove it. And he just like shoots webs out into the air. They're like, all right, he's good. <laughs> but like, what are you doing by here? By the way, by the way, this is the one time I've, I've noticed that these webs are actually kind of green, by the way. They do like, have a strangely they do, greenish hue, don't they? Like they really like Isn't have like this slight tint to it. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm has taken um, off his headset. He has left. He has left. <laughs> Gone. Gone are the days. Oh god. <laughs> we it never finally saw him again out. after that. It's been three years. He was a good friend, you know. Ever since we made that plaque of him. <laughs> and he's back. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go do a thing real quick. What what, what did I miss? <laughs> uh so Miles is like waiting for these cops to stop pointing their guns at him when all of a sudden they get a little thing on the radio. Like, all right, everybody stand down. And then we get again 
the coolest fucking thing to happen. All the cops get in their cars and they drive away. And as they're driving away, a figure is walking closer. And as the cars start to head off in the distance, that figure reveals himself to be Cap. And the fucking hype! I went back uh, right before we recorded to just read this issue. Of Civil War II? Yeah, issue number six. It's really good. The conversation's really good. Conversation's amazing, but they do a great job with this. The the framing of it is different here. Mm -hmm. Because... In the actual issue, we see all the cops like, okay, we got to stand up. They drive away. And then as they're driving away, you just get a shot from his back of Cap standing in the same way that Miles was. Great fucking shot. Yeah. Compositions on point. Like the parallels are incredible. The visual aspect of it is unmatched. Like, you know that this is going to be a problem. The two of them cannot be here. Uh Yeah. And it's also, again, the extra layer of Cap is evil right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if this comes to pass, Miles has a chance to stop it here. That's the thing. But it's he doesn't a... know. Doesn't Genki also say that in this issue? He does. He does. Which is he, really in interesting. The very, in the very next page. He's like, oh, I got it. What if Captain America was secretly like a bad dude or something? Genki's like, yeah. and the vision is you po- finding out it. He's like, Genki! He's like, no, 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 you're right. It was, it, it, It's dumb. But Which is something that they should have come back to a year later. They should have. He should have <laughs> said, I called it! I he told said, you all! Look, I knew it. Like, I nailed this. He's like, am I Ulysses? <laughs> it's so weird you would say that. It's like, it's finally passed. It's come it's, to this. It's me. Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, the, the conversation that Miles and Steve has is incredible. I lo- like go out of your way to read just that issue. That's the only mm-hmm. issue of Civil War Two that you need. Issue to read. seven of Civil War Two, I think, from start so to fun. end, is good. It's so good. Like I would, I would give that. Yeah. And so uh, Fabio shows up. He reveals that he left the dorm in his X-Men costume, and so he had to come back and sneak into the showers and then undress completely to not let anyone know that he's, you know, gold balls. Even gold though, balls. Even, though everybody knows. even though everybody knows that he's gold balls. He's like, yeah, well, I didn't I don't walk around the fucking dorm in my X-Men costume. Uh, Kamala also just appears out of nowhere and is like, oh my god, you're safe, okay. Uh, so like, oh my god, holy that's when you get this naked. That, yeah, that's when you get the second. Uh, was that uh, the third? This the, is the, the third. third. You're right. This is the third. Was that fat phobic thing where Genki's like, what if I was naked? And she's like, I'd be throwing up. It's like, ah, and he's like, hey, I've lost a lot of weight this year. That's and everyone kind of just kind of up. like looks at him. Yeah, this is all kind of weird. Like, well, I have, you know, yeah, I don't know. I have. Uh, but. The the conversation between Miles and Steve unfortunately goes a bit awry because then Carol shows up. Mm-hmm. And the conversation between Carol and Steve is also great. Yeah. And then Miles is... Pers- it's so funny because I read this it, issue. That's the thing, yeah. I read this issue and I didn't read it the way that Miles viewed the events. No. And getting Miles's view on it is fucking genius. Yes. 
Yes. It's a really good play. It's so good because in the event, Carol's like, look, I don't know what's going on, but we need to get you somewhere safe. Whatever we do next, I don't want you here. Like we want the same thing. We want these, we want these events to not happen. Yeah. So let's you and me get out of here and make sure they don't. She reaches out her hand and then right as she goes to grab Miles, huge force field comes up. Tony goes in on the attack and then they have a super punch him up. Tony, I forgive you! So dumb. Uh, But the way that Miles describes it, Malcolm, could you you just read that narration? Because I think it's so, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'll go with uh, both captains. Yeah. Both captains started barking back and forth over what to do with me. I couldn't breathe. You could, boy, that that's a fucking powerful line. Fucking yeah. four years early. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> wild. You could see Captain Marvel was sick of being made to feel like the bad guy. She was in charge. She had a right to do what she was doing. But then she made it a real point to in of inviting me to come with her. She wasn't grabbing me or getting physical. She was asking me to take her hand. She was making it my choice. Except when she didn't get the answer she wanted exactly when she wanted it, she grabbed for my arm. Except both of us were surprised to find out I was in some kind of, some sort of protective energy bubble. Invisible unless you go to touch it. And it's just like, that's interesting. I, I love the framing of it too, because you don't really see Carol's face in the issue. No, but the shift but from here eyes to, to driven purpose. I am arresting with me. Yeah, to as Malcolm alluded to, to cop eyes. Mm-hmm. Like you're under arrest. Like it's, it's brilliant. So good. It's so brilliant. Well yeah, very well done. And then yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony shows up in his big ol' and what a fucking dick move for Tony to show up in war machine armor. Kind of awesome. Carol. Kind of kind awesome. awesome. Kind of awesome. It's, yeah. In a way cool. that no one is right and everyone is terrible in this event. Yeah. Uh, this is the only bad thing that he does in this event. Yes. Otherwise, he's yes. uh, that and kidnapping Ulysses. Yes. Otherwise, he's okay. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Because he full on did this to fuck with Carol. Yeah, it's just psychological warfare, and it's kind of tight. It's like, hey, remember, you know, my best friend, the guy you were dating that died? I'm going to remind you of him while I beat the shit out of you. Like a giant war machine that's shaped like the Hulk. Like, that's so funny. (laughs) It's so good. It's so funny. It's really good. So they fight. And then they start scrapping, yeah. Yeah. Great fight, by the way. Yeah. Really, really well done fight. Um, and then Miles is like, look, and I, and I love this page too, where Miles is trying to tell the story, but all of a sudden he's starting to process it. Yeah. Where we mm-hmm. see the vision slowly come into focus where he realizes I went there. This whole monologue that he's having oh, about so like his uncle and telling everybody like, listen, Genki knows this, but like, you guys don't know, like my uncle was in some bad shit. And then I found out that my dad was in that shit. And this entire time I've been wondering, like, do I have that inside of me? Every time I'm in a fight, I get so angry. 
I sometimes I just want to punch these guys' heads off and I have to pull myself back from that every time. And I'm wondering like, if there's this darkness in me, you know, and maybe that means that the vision is real, you know, and it's, it's a super honest conversation to have, which is really interesting. And it's so cool too. Cause like you get, like people complain all the time is like, oh, Miles, Miles is just a fucking palette swap of Peter. This is something that we don't get with Peter. Yeah, it's a super different perspective. Very yes. different perspective. The, the Spider Man who's not sure about the amount of darkness that's in him. Yeah. Is oh, without fucking, a black suit? Without, like, without a symbiote suit. Yeah. yeah. Fucking mm-hmm. love it. And so they ask, like, what happened, Miles? And then we turn the page to Tony Stark, who. Was not killed in the event, even though they wanted you so bad to believe he died. He was punched into a coma, basically. Yeah, okay. he was coma punched. So yeah, he was he was coma punched. Uh, and then when they went to go work on him, uh, the beast, because fucking Hank McCoy's everywhere, found out that uh, that Tony was like experimenting on himself. And so there's no way to even like figure out what to do with him because his body is like repairing itself with like nanobots or some shit. So like oh, it's just a matter of time before he comes back. They put him in like a tomb basically and just they put him, him in like an iron lung. Yeah. And they're like ah. we're ah, we're gonna keep Ouch. we're gonna keep him on ice and then we'll figure out what to do then. And that's when Riri comes on the scene. That's also when we get AI Tony. Um, yes. And the best Iron Man. Boy, isn't it just Victor Von Doom? Okay, Victor Von so Doom, the infamous I, Iron Man, infamous Iron Man. Now that I do remember reading, like I was my favorite. It's just so like holy shit. Should, should still be happening? in play today. Uh, yes, absolutely. Oh my god! And so Miles is blaming himself for what happened, and then there's this great moment where Genki's like, "Look." Everyone is dark thoughts, and I know you. You're not going to grow up to be your dad. You're already a million times better than him. And as he says that, we pan out into the hallway, and Jefferson is there. Uh-huh. And he heard what they said. Fucking heartbreaking, dude. Listen, <laughs> this is the jefferson at the door moment that i wanted into the spider-verse oh but i know everyone likes the reverse that one is like because this is the reverse this is this hurts it's good that's great it's real good yeah it's it's so harping it's so sad and it brings us to the last chapter of this volume which is look at that cover look at that cover great cover no idea what's going on, but great cover. This, this is like the snap. Dude. I was thinking of it as the snap. You know? <laughs> I thought of it like the end of Heroes season one when Peter's about to explode. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yes. Great fucking pull, both of you, but specifically yeah. for Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> a show like that ruined my life for two years. And you, you, you pulled from the best season, which was the first season and only best season. I think the second season was the best season. Mm, listen i I gotta be honest i think second season is actually pretty solid season two is incredible but season but season three might be the best season really wow specifically the 
second half, I think. I think it's the second half I like the most. Listeners, if you would like to hear us go episode by episode through Heroes, oh, you shit. let Fuck. me Let's you do a let Heroes recap show. Hell oh yes, Heroes is on the Patreon. That would be yeah. so sick. You, you know, th- that'll be what I, if whenever I get that Patreon set up, that's what we'll do. <laughs> that's what you'll find. Oh, I can hear that theme right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it. We'll call it Heroes Reborn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! I never, I never finished that last. It'll season. be great. That Rebirth Levi season. I didn't finish that. That was well. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, we'll I didn't. I don't think I finished that season too. Oh, that series. Save the cheerleader. Well. Save the world. Save the world. Oh mm-hmm. man, I was just Fuck, gonna. I love that. I was trying to remember that. God, it's so good. <laughs> Mr. Isak. They sure do. Yeah. Uh, so chapter eleven, Brooklyn. This one is very much like tacked on, not really having to do with anything else. No, I fucking gonna, love this whole kind of beginning going to of this. Yes. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with that, but at the same time, listeners, like, this is a fun issue. Part is it's a just fun like issue. A spy film. It's just it's a spy all film. just Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. with Shield stuff. He also meets Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah, nicest mustache in Marvel uh, comics. Dum Dum looking way too hot though. Uh, Dum oh, Dum has looking... always been hot. Counter. This is this is a different kind of hot. Like he tell me what just... kind of hot. Malcolm, <laughs> this is like this is going from like okay. Listen, Dum Dum is usually daddy. This is zaddy. Okay, yes. all right. I get it. I get it. Like I, it, the way he's sitting here with holding the coffee cup and shit, Ooh. like. It's white stance. There's a power just, here. There's I just wish that I wish just I just wish that coffee cup was his hat. That's all. Just just I do miss the bowler, bowler hat. Yeah. I do miss the bowler. Yeah. Uh That's... God bless Neil McDonough. <laughs> Straight That's up. All, right? Just holy shit. <laughs> Neil McDonough is a national treasure. It's just a national yeah, treasure. Absolutely. But Jesus, that portrayal of Dum Dum Dugan is so good. It's, <laughs> it's so good. It's wow. the best part. <laughs> he fucking did the wahoo yeah. the fucking agent carter when he's like oh so they're wearing like like shorts now like <laughs> like yes like god he's so, so he should have gotten more time with that character yeah i agree really with that have. i agree uh, i think he should have had his own spinoff show as well i think he, he should have been with show. agent carter it should have been a howling commando show it should have yes. been a howling commando show in the 50s uh, yes yeah <sighs> yeah but yeah, so Dum Dum Dugan's here. Neil McDonough is here. Neil McDonough is here. It's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, he first tests Jefferson's resolve by talking a whole lot of mad shit to him. And when Jefferson doesn't strike at him, he's like, all right, you pass. And then he <laughs> sets up like, you are going to be the supplier for Terrigen. So S.H.I.E.L.D. just has Terrigen. And they're doing this like sting operation where they're going to use Jefferson as a seller. Uh, he's a pusher man. He's a pusher man where we have uh, an agent who's already deep undercover as the middleman. And eventually he's going to lead them to their boss, the buyer. And the buyer is revealed to be Felicia Hardy. Black awesome. cat in her kingpin era. Fuck, man. So good. So, so good. Good. So good. And uh, Hammerhead is also there with the absolute dome that is fucking Hammerhead. Like, this man does not have a forehead. This not, man does not have a five head. This man has an eight pack head. 
an eight pack head. Oh my like, god! Look yes. At, look at like, that fucking dome. Like I heard Clancy Brown the minute I read punk is what it is what I heard. Oh yeah 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 yeah, totally. And so, uh, come to find out, Black Cat has captured Miles Morales. And she knows their relationship and she knows that Jefferson is a shield agent. And so she's basically like, you work for me now. You are going to be my man on the inside. And Jefferson basically turns it down. He's like, no, you're going to release my son or I'm going to kill all of you. And Jefferson just wastes all the other guys in the room until it's just him, Hammerhead, and Black Cat. And then it's revealed this was also a test. It's so good. This is the kind of shield shit I like. Dude. I love yes, this shield this was shit. Spy this shit. Is, this, this is spy shit, bro. This was some spy it, shit. I love it. It's so tight. It's so good. So everyone's like, look, you passed. We're going to give you the real job now. And we cut back to Brooklyn Visions Academy where Miles is getting a call from Rio. And Rio's like, do you have you heard from your dad and he's like no she's like he never came home last night where do you think he could be and that's it just a cliffhanger off that so gentlemen volume two aka the civil war two era of miles uh final thoughts on this volume and did you have a favorite part we'll go to jacob first oh man okay this was a real drag through the mud in the beginning of all of this. <laughs> I'm going to be real honest. Like, good God. Like, Jake's like I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> like, seriously, this was a lot of, like, bullshit to get through in terms of, like, I didn't even have the context for, like, a lot of this. It's, again, yeah. Marvel, you, you, comic book publishers, you need to understand. If you're going to do this big event thing, if you're going to put it into the, the actual uh, title for it, Throw in some issues in there, please. G- give us some context. It doesn't even have to be all of the book. It's just like some little snippets and stuff like they did here. But I would have loved to know what that conversation was between Captain America and and Miles, as well as the entire rest of that whole conversation in an action sequence. Yeah. Um, I want to point out something real important, uh, and it's my favorite part. It is the fact that it is that image of Miles in front of the Capitol. And yeah, we, we may have joked about it and saying like how very reminiscent of a, of a moment it is, but we are coming up right now as this is being recorded (laughs) close to three months, three years since that happened. And that's kind of when, why I started paying attention to the book was just that moment in front of the Capitol Hill. Fuck yeah, that is. And, and you know, that has just aged way differently now, as much as a dumpster fire for most of Civil War Two is it really spoke true to a really special moment in this in this whole thing. Um, it does give a very uh, uh, what do you call it existential look into the whole like superhero aspect that Civil War was, and now we have like the idea of a minority report and idea of the the idea of actually stopping crime before it actually happens. Yeah, and and what is that? Is that profiling? Is it not? in in whatever sense of you listener feel about it uh 
just know that the, that no matter what it is, it ended up being this conflict in front of um, the Capitol. It became like almost a mirror image of what we have seen before. And I don't want it to happen again. And I frankly did not expect that from this volume. So this volume actually spoke volumes to me. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, to, in more sense than, than it needed to be. But it was it was a bit of a trek to get to where we are right now in this book at the end of this. And I didn't like that it took it was the last two issues to, to make me love this. Uh, Malcolm. Okay. Here it comes. Favorite. I'm going to start off with favorite part because it kind of gives a better context for how I feel about this volume. Um, my favorite part is definitely issue 10 uh, specifically like Miles's monologue towards the end of it. And his like, Ooh. just, just the brutal honesty of it. Um, yeah. I Civil War II is very difficult. I have very strong opinions about Civil War II. I've this is kind of how I feel about a lot of events at Marvel, but I think that Bendis always does something very interesting with the tie-ins for the events mm. and always has some better way to contextualize the events through the tie-ins. And this is a perfect example because while Civil War II is kind of like a eh, it's okay kind of thing, the tie-ins here for Miles are super interesting. Yeah, because you get that yeah. point of view, especially with him being so tied to the event. You know, I'm I'm not wild about him being so tied to this event because it's a black character kills famous white character uh, vision that they have. Yeah, and that's kind of a fucking bummer. But big fucking bummer. But you without that, you wouldn't get the perspective stuff that you get with this, which I think is really interesting. Um, honestly, the most favorite part, I didn't even realize it until reading it out for, for this episode was the, uh, was the, I, I couldn't breathe. I was like, holy mm. shit. Like Jesus, that really fucking hit <laughs> <laughs> again. Like 2020, wow. man, like it's wild how predictive this whole entire event is honestly, given that it's all about prediction. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's an interesting way to reframe this event. I'm a big fan of going back like years later and rereading events because I think they work better as a as a contained thing, like all at one time, but also with years of context later. Yeah, and it's interesting to reread this after reading Secret Empire. Um, yes, because this is all sort of set up for secret empire like this is yeah. all of civil war two is just a zero issue for secret empire which is really interesting clean and keeps everybody l like less connected for steve for rolling and steamroll everybody yeah and then a big thrust of secret empire which i think should have been a bigger thrust is Miles realizing this is what that vision was. I know what I have to do. I have to be the one to do this. I have yeah. to kill Steve Rogers. Mm -hmm. And there's not enough focus on that in that event. But yeah. once you get to that point, it's, it's really so interesting. Good. It's so good. Um, especially with the Black Widow of it all. Like that's yeah. super interesting stuff. Yeah. So um, it, it, like I said, it's an interesting and messy event. I think it would be better if it wasn't a big event. Yep. If it was more like... Uh, Actually, right before this, you have the Avengers event uh, standoff, the assault on Pleasant Hill. Yes, that's right. Oh, which yeah. works well because it's just across the three Avengers books. Another great event. 
and it's a pretty solid event. Like yeah. it's pretty good. Um, and so this would be better served as that. Uh, but I do appreciate these tie-ins for recontextualizing what's going on in that event. Yeah, I like that. I like Hi, that. Babs. Uh, yeah, if, if you can't hear it, uh, Babs is <laughs> ba- Babs has a lot of thoughts and feelings on Civil War too. Babs, what's your hot take of the week? <laughs> yes, you got a hot take of the week, Babs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you heard it here first. I don't know if I can agree with it personally. But oh my she god! Definitely made her her voice known. I can't believe she just said that she voted Elon. That's crazy. Oh my she god. did not say that. Wow, she don't is. Don't you put words she, in her mouth. Do not is say comfortable that. Comfortable paying that eight dollar fee. Do oh not god. say wow. that. That is rough. Do not That's say that. I am going to let you folks know that Babs would never pay $8 for a stupid blue check. That's right, listeners. Babs is no Wally West. Anyway. She, t- <laughs> <laughs> she, she may be a redhead that runs around my house, but she is no Midwestern conservative. I can tell you that much right now. Um, yeah, I I liked this. This is definitely... It's so funny because we talked about last week how the book doesn't really become ultimate Spider-Man-esque until the last issue. This volume feels very uniquely ultimate (laughs) Spider-Man because Civil War II is 100% what an an ultimate version of Civil War would be. Yeah. And with Miles being caught in the middle, with Miles being such a big part of it, I loved seeing him take the center stage in that. It is a not good event. The optics are not great. The optics on that event, not Not great. great. Not great. (laughs) But, I mean, some of my favorite stuff about this is legit the stuff that came from Civil War. The conversation between Miles and Steve. I mean, pretty much everything that they drew from uh, issue seven of Civil War II is phenomenal. Also, just the intercutting in of, you know, Tony having that conversation with Miles about not being sure what to do. Uh, The recounting of each event, like Miles reacting to this stuff. This is his first event in the the 616 where he's a major player. Mm -hmm. And him having to deal with oh shit the events in the ultimate universe were a little bit more fun sometimes than this one this fucking sucks <laughs> yeah. we just fought a big purple guy in my last one and now i'm dealing with profiling and <laughs> woof, this Shut world up, got real real miles i need you to hurry up i need you to come here all You're right i'm coming tony i'm coming Stark. Come on, Tony. <laughs> you know I'm the right guy to do this because we we work together. Come on. Jeez, <laughs> ah, Tony. I don't know. I gotta think about it. But I promise I won't kill Captain America, Tony. You better not, but you got a reputation to prove. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I mean, and I honestly huge shout out to uh, the Miles and Bombshell stuff. Yeah. Really, really yes. loves that. I like yeah, very I'm glad that she is a major part of this book. Yes. But uh that pretty much wraps it up. I, I would say like this is still, I would say, trending at the same wavelength as last volume. 
quality wise. Uh, I'm hoping by getting better at the end. By getting <laughs> yeah, better right at the end. For the last two issues. Yeah. So, like, um, oh yeah. But yeah, overall, I think Miles's adventures in the in the six one six are a mixed bag to say the least. But yeah. can, can, can I tell you guys? I think the second half of this run is infinitely better. Okay, I can't wait to get there. Okay, it starts after next there. week. <laughs> what do we mean by that? Well, you'll just have to wait In, to find out because we uh, we got emails to read. So, uh, Malcolm, what time is it? <laughs> the mail time. <laughs> Uh, if you want to be part of the Geeksplain Book Club mailbag, uh, send your emails to geeksplain at gmail.com and put ultimate mailbag in the subject header and we will read it here every single Friday. That was the uh, worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. I'm so happy. I was waiting for somebody to I was get like, a burp is he, in. Is he doing like a... Like, is he having a vision right now? Is he listening? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's the worst... I'm sorry, real quick, can we talk about the Ulysses thing just as far as what actually happens with Ulysses? The most fucking MacGuffin character we've ever seen who has never shown his face ever again. Jacob, if you had to guess what happens to Ulysses at the end of Civil War I guarantee you, you will never be able to guess it. You won't be able to guess it. But but think as outlandish as possible. Oh, okay. Let's say he gets sucked into a portal into the multiverse where pretty much who you get it, throw him into, let's say, let's say it thrown into a portal of multiversal, like say the negative zone or someplace that he can never come back from. I'm going to say microverse. That is, that is honestly a lot closer the than closest you, think it you probably Good. could have gotten. Good. Yeah. Malcolm, I, I know my comics well t- enough. Malcolm, <laughs> tell him what he won. <laughs> <laughs> you want a set of steak knives? Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> this thing's got uh, hands. I can use that. Ulysses, his vision <laughs> start getting super out of control, and he starts time traveling. He goes to the future. He goes to, to the meet wasteland. Old man Logan in the wasteland. He's like, "Are you Wolverine?" And he's like, "The fuck is happening here?" <laughs> and then he comes back, and then he tries to stop Tony and Carol from fighting, and then he fucking has this vision and shows everybody who's in near proximity visions of the future of possible futures a couple of them actually happen so one of them is the monsters unleashed event that happened one of them is secret empire again he shows that to steve uh i think it's Mm -hmm. sam who sees the x-men invading adelan yep from ivx um so there's like a bunch of one pages of that and then ulysses ends up in front of eternity (laughs) and eternity is like you are you're the fucking winner you you evolved the highest that a human being ever has and are now one of us you're a celestial being come join us and ulysses is like okay and then he just fucks off and disappears and he's never been seen since oh Oh my god it's so stupid Holding his hand like Thanos and little baby Gamora <laughs> off into like into that water like plane. Whatever that's exactly that was. it. It's yeah. so weird. That's fucking so weird. weird. That is really awful. I yeah, hate everything about that. It basically, it just like evaporates, and, and then no all knows. the heroes are just left as like, what the hell happened to him? Like, 
we don't know and everyone's happened. basically like, this is what we were fucking fighting about this whole time. We were fighting over this Jag who just wound up fucking disappearing. Like, he just fucked off and we don't even... Dumb. It sucks. It dumb. sucks. Act, yeah. It's so it bad. It's awful. And then Tony Stark goes into a coma for like two he years. He goes anyway. into a coma. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that, that is what happens. It is dog shit. That's awful. Anyway, what mail time. <laughs> anyway, mail time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, again, as we uh, as we mentioned last week, scheduling and everything is a little all over the place. Uh, so I appreciate everyone writing in. Please continue to write in. Uh, I hope I'm hoping that the weirdness is just going to be for another week or two. Uh, hopefully, when we uh, pick things back up for the last stretch in uh, January we'll be able to get the schedules a little bit more normalized and we will have our, uh, our normal mailbag parameters when it comes to submissions. But we did get one email. We did get one email from our good brother, Jacob Goodhart. Hey, uh, he writes, Merry Christmas geek explain podcast. I'm writing to you three as now a graduate of college with a degree in animation and game design. Yeah, buddy. Congratulations. Congrats. Jacob. Congrats. Fantastic. Get it. Fantastic. <laughs> Malcolm, you're muted. I just want you to know. We can't hear. I didn't realize I was muted. There you are. There you are. (laughs) Great job, Uh, Jacob Goodhart. Congratulations, man. Yeah, congratulations, dude. Uh, He writes, I'm enjoying the holiday and celebrating with reading some comics I got on sale. However, none of them are Christmas themed, but I did watch the Batman animated series episode where Batman and Robin stop Joker at Christmas. Jacob's favorite episode. Oh, yes. Jacob's favorite episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Civil War II is a tainted comic for me because it was unfortunately my first comic that had Carol Danvers as a main character. Oh! Oh. And like the first event, they needed to make one of the sides wrong, so they made her a fascist. Yep. And having Tony be in the right side is kind of hypocritical since he was the fascist in the last Civil War. You know, Jacob, it's, it's, it's one of those like sharing sticks. You get the fascist stick. You pass off the fascist stick to somebody else. That's yeah. the thing. It's a baton. It's the Who's baton. War three. Who, who gets the fascist sticks next? Yeah. Uh, fucking Peter Parker. Hank McCoy. Uh, <laughs> Hank McCoy already has the fascist. Hank McCoy is the fascist. He is the fascist. Oh my stick. god. Oh <laughs> you're my right. god. You're right. Wow. Um, Honestly, whatever side you're on, if it has Hank McCoy on the side, it's you're wrong. wrong. And if you have Captain America on your side, it's right. Unless it's Steve Rogers, Captain America, then it's a 50-50 shot. <laughs> no, then you're right, because that's not going to happen again. They learned oh, all Will it? Stop. They made a Civil War too. Stop. Who's to say Secret Stop. Empire 2? Stop. They've two done instead so of the much, They've done so much work <laughs> just to fucking rewrite that out of context. I hope... I hope Jackson and Lansing are listening to this and they reveal that Cold War is just actually Secret Wars 2 or Secret Empire 2. It's not. You imagine? Ian. I was going to say, but this time Ian's the fascist. (laughs) Ian Ian says Hail Hydra. That's awesome. I mean, that would make sense because the last time we saw him was in the Hail Hydra book, and that's where he died, supposedly. So it wouldn't make sense. Opens up and it's Arnim Zola. 
God. Remember, Jacob, have you read uh, Remender's Captain America run? Uh, that was going at the same time as all this. Yeah. Uh, it was this. before this. So it, before it this, starts no. with the Dimension Z stuff where Captain America, like where Steve Rogers goes to Dimension Z, which is like Zola's like random dimension that he found with these yeah. monsters and stuff. <laughs> he's there for like 12 years or something. Uh, but the whole time he's there, he's living with a Zola in his stomach, which is fucking awesome. It's so cool. It's a so super it's so crazy sci-fi story. It's so <laughs> so Armin Zola just goes full Krang from TSU yes. Ninja Turtles. Basically. That's fantastic. He like I puts a that. copy of himself in Captain America's stomach. It's okay, so cool. Okay, I love that way more than like Superior Spider-Man. I'm Dimension so Z. Sorry. Whoa, that's way Whoa. better for me. That's just me though. So then, so then the whole thing with Dimension Z is that Steve winds up being in Dimension Z longer than he's been in the Marvel Universe present. What was the and event? So he comes back and he's like, I don't. Oh, oh, we lost you again. Oh, we, oh, we lost no. you again. We lost Welcome. you again. Welcome. What was the what was the event uh, right before the Captain America that was like the 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 Cosmic Cube having its own identity? Oh, that's that's uh, standoff and then leading into yeah. the Secret Empire. There you go. Yeah, okay. that is that is that that is and, that. Okay. Yeah. God, that is yeah. so. That was like. That I I was so fascinated by that just because of the the red skull just like just going like oh uh hi baby I have to take care of a <laughs> I baby fucking now? still love that so shit it's so, so good, good. It's uh, but so continuing good. on with Jacob's so letter anyway uh, yeah he writes poor Miles gets caught in the middle of the whole mess and not like Peter did in the last one where he was a stand-in for the everyman this feels more like Bendis wanted to use him uh. because he needed someone to be a MacGuffin. Uh, he's asks mm-hmm. it, he asks yeah. if that's the right term. I believe it is. He's he's the thing that everyone. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. My question yeah. this week relates to my new the rabbit's foot. <laughs> the Maltese. My question Falcon. this week relates to the my new best Falcon. series that I've been reading. After years of hearing about it, I finally managed to get the entire Batman No Man's Land collection on Comicsology. Yes, I've dude. heard about this for oh, the longest dude, time. Oh, dude, yeah. But seeing how Batman and his supporting cast all all are affected by an earthquake striking Gotham and the in-depth aftermath is something I've never seen done to this degree. We saw something like this with ultimatum and in invincible with aftermath issues of the invincible war and death of everyone. Uh But those are more truncated while this goes really in depth. But what I think makes this story so great is that this is a coordinate. This is coordinated across multiple teams of writers and artists who are working on different books. We sometimes see this with event-based books like the latest Devil's Reign in, in Marvel, but it will. But it never really sticks around mm-hmm. for long. My question is this: If you could plan on a major event that would have lasting effects in not only the book you're in charge of but multiple books, what would it be? Being a Spider-Man fan, I'd really want to see Marvel deal with something like a massive gang war in New York that has every major crime organization openly fighting each other. Something that street-level heroes are more organized with than heroes like Iron Man. And with Spidey being the one who's dealt with all these organizations at one point or another, we could see him in a rare leadership role. Anyway, Merry Christmas, Jacob Goodhart. So, first things first, thoughts on No Man's Land. Because I believe No Man's Land is the best Batman event we've ever seen. I think 
I think it's perfected in the Greg Rucka novel. Yes, that is, that is yes. pretty much just a a that the uh, the novelization. Yes, it's a novelization. Yes. Yeah. It, yes, it is. It is honestly the movie that this you could. Yes, it's you the wanna, movie. If you want a movie version of what you just read, Jacob Goodhart, get yourself the Batman No Man's Land novelization by Greg Rucka. This just sums up everything for you. But right but here. Jacob, that movie already exists. It's oh. called The Dark Knight Rises. Stop. And it's a fucking perfect Stop. movie. Stop. It's a fucking oh, perfect movie. I like Thanks. that. Prop it. It's a perfect movie. <laughs> You're I, wrong. I, 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 I popped huge for that reveal. I don't care. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. Um, I have to admit that that beginning sequence in the in that movie is like one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's wondering why you would shoot a man in the head before throwing him out of a plane. I mean, <laughs> obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Uh, um, yeah, No Man's Land rules. It's, it's so cool. good. It's a very it's, good. Book. It is, I think, the the best best utilized Batman event. And it speaks to what Jacob was talking about earlier, where everyone in an event is coordinating together. Yeah. That doesn't happen, especially in the modern day. It doesn't happen a lot. But they used to do that a lot with Batman events, which I love. Because you have that. I mean, you have Cataclysm and No Man's Land. Obviously. You have like Bruce Wayne Murderer and Bruce Wayne Fugitive. Yeah. Uh, You have War Games. Like, they used to do that a lot. We're basically Batman events, which was yeah. fucking cool. Where yeah. Batman is versus the elements. That's what I've always loved about Batman. Was yeah. just like that. that yeah. That's what this is. This is just Batman in, in uh, Lost in New York, or, or uh, yeah, Escape from LA. Escape from LA. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the other one. <laughs> the other <laughs> one. Uh, uh, and and same thing. Yeah, what you mentioned is just like it. It just it makes absolute sense. Like uh, Batman should be like utilized. The more superheroes need to be utilized like this, basically. Yeah. yeah. Some sort of like a cataclysmic event in in some way. And speaking to your question, Jacob, um, yeah, I mean, getting getting an event to happen and then the ramifications to actually be felt afterwards isn't something we see a whole lot often. Honestly, we when we covered Days of Thunder earlier this year, War of the Realms, it you know, scratched that itch. War of the Realms is one of the few. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the few modern events where like everybody was involved. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, there were some status quo changes. We got Punisher and the Kill Crew. We mm-hmm. got yeah. you know, characters were changed by this event, and we got to see that for a little while. Yeah. Um, Devil's Reign is also a really good shot because you also did the same thing. Devil's yeah. Reign is a very tight event, you know, where like mostly tight, mostly tight. Mostly we tight. still we still never got Luke Cage City on fire, and I'm still bothered by it. Uh, yep, that's oh, the biggest never. bummer. Got it, especially because we still ended with him becoming mayor. Yes, he is like the one character who has the biggest change in that entire. But let's not do his tie-in. No, no one reads Luke Cage books. It's dumb. It's so it's so dumb. But yes, to your point, I do believe that that one absolutely scratches the itch as well. It's a it's a weird tightrope act. trying to balance an event while also retaining autonomy for the teams that are going to be participating in it. Cause everyone's telling their own stories. Um, yeah, I think like one of the best examples for the book for specifically for the books that were involved, uh, judgment day 
I think, especially when you look at, we mentioned earlier, X-Men Red. The Judgment Day is very tight. On, yeah. The ramifications on that book are going to be felt for the rest of the run, however long it is. Yeah. Across the line, too. Across the line. Across I mean, the X-Men line. Across a pillar the of the X-Men died in that run. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That's Jeez. a big fucking deal. Yeah. yeah. So it can happen. It does happen. It doesn't happen enough. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, if Quick pitch from all of us. Uh, if you could plan out a major event that would have lasting effects... And not only the book you were in charge of, but multiple books, what would it be? That's a great question. I feel like I don't have to pitch mine because I think it's where uh, Daredevil and Punisher are leading to. You know what? I dig it. Because that would would absolutely be mine and it would touch like all of the quote defender titles. You know what I mean? Yeah, makes sense. But I think that that is leading to a big thing. Honestly, it might be another big like Marvel Universe crossover again, and that's right. I think that would make yeah. sense. And it, it and the it's kind of cool of that makes a lot of sense. And it's kind of cool that Daredevil gets to be at the center of two of them. Yeah, with kind of fucking awesome. and then this kind of fucking. Awesome. Yeah. fucking rolling in it right now. That would be mine. Interesting. Very very interesting. Jacob, do you have any ideas? You know, it's already happening right now because I keep thinking of Hulk stuff and like Bruce Banner being dead right now is actually kind of a good crutch just because of like, uh, like, uh, because this opened the door to Amadeus Chow and I thought that was really cool was just like the new Hulk be being this talking the aftermath of Civil War 2. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, it depends on I I don't know. It was that and also like I what you mentioned, like She Hulk becoming the Grey Hulk in in, this, in some sense and stuff. Like all all this, I know this is all tied into uh, Civil War Two, but I can't think yeah. of like I can't shake my head out of this because like those two particular things that I wish I read in Civil War Two would have been really really cool if they were just their own special event itself. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, tied in with that, like yeah, uh, the one that. time where. Hulk, uh, where basically Bruce Banner's Hulk, you know, is like this is the this is the last time he's he's lost control and he has to be put down. Like I imagine, like do we kill the Hulk as as the predicament more so than actually like uh, you know what is foretold in the future and anything like that? Like imagine like being like imagine like Bruce having to contemplate whether committing suicide, even though he can't. You know, that would be interesting. And you yeah. get like all the Hulk type characters to come together to all star Hulk. That's what we, I, I would go for. Uh, I would love something like that. Nice. That would be that's really cool. interesting. Yeah, for sure. I think for me, it would it would probably I mean, I pitched an event like that a few a couple of weeks ago with Malcolm. I was thinking that, too. Uh, I was thinking <laughs> we just did this. Actually, we, we we did pitch that. So if you haven't yet, yeah, go back and check out uh, mine and malcolm's pitches for dawn of dcu yeah um i mean obviously i think i i love what they're doing with um with superman right now all the stuff that's going on there uh i'd love i'd love to do another like big cosmic space stuff event mm, uh, for talking marvels god i miss annihilation dude, stuff like we we got last annihilation which i thought was actually really strong yeah um 
but really it was interested also, in like a Korean like scroll war. Yeah, needs well, to come back. Again, read Empire. You know? Read Empire. It's read very. Empire. It's very interesting. Which is very good. Um, Last Annihilation I liked a lot, but it was also j- mostly just in the Guardians book. Yeah, uh, I would love like another like Annihilation. Maybe not another Annihilation specifically, but another Annihilation. Annihilation level, level threat. Threat. Yeah. Just attacking. Mm-hmm our space-faring heroes. Yeah. Because I think that scope in that corner of Marvel is building itself out very nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm... Al Ewing has been doing a lot of good with that. So, yeah. Do, yeah. Can you imagine, like, an event that involves X-Men Red, Guardians, Nova, like, Star Jammers, like, bringing them all together? I think it'd be cool. Hey, you know what the event is? Vulcan, Vulcan has had enough. And yes! he goes off into space. And he's like, no, fuck this. I'm ruling everything. And it's just called Realm of King. One King. King. Uh, It's called the King's Speech. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's just him alongside uh, Ebony Ma from... uh, Hell yeah. And he's trying to give him speech therapy as he's (laughs) around destroying planets. It's great. It's great. I love it. Um, but yeah, Jacob, thanks for writing in. I uh, really do appreciate it. Yeah, and, man. And uh, really appreciate all of you for listening to us. Um, yeah. Season's greetings, you all. Season's greetings. As we're recording this, uh, and as, as you're listening to this, Christmas is this weekend. Uh, I hope everyone is having a wonderful holiday season. I hope everyone is able to get all the things they want for Christmas and able to spend time with the people that they love and cherish. Um, yeah, I just, I, I love Christmas time. I'm a, I'm a basic Christmas bitch. And so I, a BCB. I, love, I, I am a BCB, my friend. You're a BCB? I'm a BCB. Card carrying. Damn. Card carrying. Yeah. I, I have my stack of punch cards. Damn. Yes. Hell I, yeah. I, I get, I get to say sweet Christmas. So I I got the. I'm cards. so jealous. I know, oh, man. I had nice. to, don't be jealous. I had to put in a lot of work to earn those. No, I listen. I respect the play. I appreciate you know? it. But game respects game. Yeah, I I hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas. I hope that uh, if you are traveling, if you are you know spending any amount of time uh, needing something to listen to, I hope we're able to give you a little bit of Christmas cheer, even though we didn't maybe didn't love the material we were covering this week. Yeah, it's uh, a weird one for Christmas. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'll be Merry Christmas. I forgive you, Santa. Uh, <laughs> but I, I genuinely am incredibly grateful for getting to spend time with the two of you uh, around this Christmas time. And I'm grateful for you, the listener, person listening to this right now. Yes, I'm speaking about you specifically. You I know, sexy thing. I know when you sexy thing. I know when people say that they mean like as a group, but I mean you specifically. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, I, I really Pointing appreciate right you at. listening to us. It really makes my heart sing. So, uh, thank you everybody for spending a little bit of time with us. Next week, next week for the final session of the Geek Explained Book Club for 2022. We are going to be covering Malcolm's favorite chapter in this entire Bendis Spider-Man saga. Get ready for me to rant, everybody. 
You thought I was pissed before. Trust me. We will be covering Spider-Man slash Spider-Gwen sitting in a tree. Uh, this is the crossover between Spider-Man and Spider-Gwen that came out in between the second and third volumes of uh, Spider-Man. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, this is real. This is a real thing that happened. Um because as you'll notice, if you jump over to uh, Volume 3, it picks up with Issue 15, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happened to Issues... What's the deal with Issues 12 through 14? And uh, this is where they're going. So mm-hmm. Miles crosses over with Gwen Stacy from a peril- from another, another universe. And uh, Sparks will fly. So... Tune in next week for the Babs is very excited. <laughs> Babs is so excited. It's her favorite volume. She's been waiting oh for us. My, to oh my her. god, that Not makes me good. like it now. So uh, join us, won't you, next week for Spider Man, Spider Gwen sitting in a tree in our final Geek Explained book club session for the year of 2022. Christmas, uh, Christmas, and also dun, dun. New Year's. Uh, so, uh, make sure you be there or be square, not a circle, uh, for the final session of 2022. It has been a blast and, uh, I want to ring in the new year with all of you. So join us, won't you? Uh, but that is going to do it for us here for the Geek Explained Book Club. I have been Eric Azana. I was once and shall always be Malcolm Russell Nelson. I am continuing to be Jacob Brown, I guess. And this is Babs. And this is Babs. There it is. There it is. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Merry Christmas, everybody. And we will see you next time. Tony, I forgive you. Oh, yeah.
like that. I, I'm, I'm excited for good. Yeah, I, I'm excited for the new the new direction. It should be interesting. Yeah, I'm not because I don't love James Gunn, but <laughs> that's fine. I'm the that's only fair. person who isn't excited for uh, all you the are, sound. You're not the only person. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Large contingency on Twitter. See, but unfortunately, it's all the bad people who are just like, oh, restore the Snyderverse. This is bullshit. And I'm not one of those people. Do you think maybe that tells you something, Malcolm? I'm not one of those people. I just think it's interesting. Just because Man of Steel is the greatest movie ever made, and anyone who says anything else is wrong. Wow. (laughs) I just think it's interesting that that you seem to have a lot in common. There was so much poison that went in between my ears right now. I don't know what happened. I just think it's interesting that Ben Affleck is the greatest movie. (laughs) What the fuck is happening right now? Oh my god. You couldn't even finish it. You couldn't even finish it. (laughs) (laughs) 